Dogface. Hunk up on the freak. Thought about Pinky this hoe from last week. Yeah, Seems bro. like I'm calling girls from yeah. all across the nation. Yeah, all you bro. girls can't be on yeah. the administration. Fire yeah, up some more dang looks yeah. some more. Man, uh, I gotta uh, find me a freaky yeah, ass hoe. I'm tired uh, of a uh, bitch who won't yeah, suck bro. dick. Yeah. I need some head and I mean yeah, hella quick. Yeah. yeah, I got it. A hundred this bitch yeah. name Onisha is a uh, uh, shit. But before I go, I need yeah. gas in my tank. Like a black. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. Damn, that was gangster. Yeah, we were, that was we, cool. we're getting better at it. Yeah, we're working, we're working it, it out. Yeah. TikTok. Good afternoon and welcome to the Hard Luck Show. I'm your certified, qualified West Side host, Steve Lucky Luciano. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned into the greatest show on earth. It's the Hard Luck Show coming at you from the bunker in Southern California. On my left, my co-host. Uh, what happened? What? Sorry, I put the thing. Go for it. What happened? He Go. needs some coffee. Come on. Holy yeah. drink. Yeah, yeah. It's Chumo, Han. Time I'm to bring the light in. in. We gonna bring Solid. the light in, you know? California. DJ Khaled, I see you. Gonna make one, Dre, I see you. Christine Jewelers in the building. Fired up. Come on, wake the fuck up. Let's go. We ain't old up in here. This ain't no old folks' home. Ain't no retirement. This ain't skinny and bizarre bedroom. It's time to get up. Get yours. Let's go. Straight Said he gon' kill me cause she up in my bed We wear chains at the site to knocks Only G7's when the flights depart And on sound, oh, blue eyes Sean Lewis, certified audio professional Engineer for the Hard Luck Show We Oh, we West, West. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, uh, what happened? There you go. Yeah. Come on, Chuck. That was a crazy, uh, Come on, Chuck. Yeah. She's crazy. Sick. Gotta jump right into that one. Open up the windows. Let some air up in the room. Look, man. Smell perfume. Look, man. Yeah. Smoking. Put that shit out, Smitty. Look, man. Over the rest. Of course. We have. Right. Live and direct from Hollywood, California. Full effect. Undiluted. Full strength. Uncut. Unbridled. West Side Funk. Unleashed. Motherfucking weed. Yo, let 
Ask you, welcome to the show, Left Dog. Left Dog. Hard luck, baby. Shout out to NCAA. Let's Somebody, yes, Mormon Schmitty. Where are you getting this music from? It's like K pop shit. I want a pop set. Taco. Oh my god. This is great, man. If he was a cartoon, that would be the music. Oh, yeah. Is that Chaka Khan? <laughs> hey, Schmitty. All right, everyone, calm down real quick, real quick. Schmitty, yeah. I want you to just take in this music and freestyle right now. Go, Schmitty. Oh, you mean rap? Oh, go. Like, Come yeah. on. Anything. Just go. <laughs> Interpret. Just sing. Go. Rap, sing. Go. Okay, One. Sing go. go. Oh, get on with that crap. Your floor. It's your show. It's your show, Smitty. Go. Bring it, Smitty. Go. I'm tired. I don't know what to say. Trip. 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 My name is Smitty, and I don't have ability, but I make a lot of money on disability. Looking for some snacks. Looking for some treats. Content for some And squeeze my little teats. My knee is hurt. My back is out. But that doesn't mean that I don't go all out hey, And we're camping And you bring uh, the grease All Smitty. happy there It's like being with these I'm Big Schmidt Okay Alright Your mom was really displaying his skills there How can you even dance to that? I don't know oh, There's a way you could dance to that shit. Oh I know <laughs> Yeah he had a Sherm stick You have to learn it Smitty did you ever smoke Sherm? Oh, yeah. You smoke PCP? Yeah. For real? Yeah. I, I had Smitty a lot. smoked that butt that? naked. Did you ever get butt naked? Did you take your clothes off? Well. Yeah, he did. Because <laughs> I, I used to take my clothes off. Late, later, sure, how well, about those motherfuckers that would hold the tree and rock? Oh, yeah. Oh, Up yeah. That Sherm was a motherfucker, man. Hey, man. I got to take my clothes off. Why is we that? We used to dip them and put them in the freezer. It makes you call, you call you butt naked. You had to put it. Too much. Why? naked. Why? You have to. It feels like it's like. You gotta get it off, yeah, but yeah, you can't yeah. breathe. But is it like a good feeling when you get it all yeah. off? Yeah, you're like, yeah, oh. yeah. And that's you're like, why you do it. Do you think weird thoughts like, why don't we just live like this? Yeah, like, of like, why can't we just exist? <laughs> yes, now? but before you can go too long on that, you're like trying to eat like a tire off of a bicycle. Yeah. <laughs> what, are you like, what are you doing? You're like, that looks yeah. like let go crazy. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like weird, crazy shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's the weirdest uh. thought you ever had on Sherm? Or PCP or whatever. I don't even know that I can put it together, but it was like, you know, uh, so, so I watched somebody eating a bike tire, trying yeah. to eat a bike tire because they thought it was licorice. 
(laughs) so that would go like you know i've i've thought things like everything was animated Whoa! Yeah, I was good. Yeah, like I, I was that. animated and everything was Before animated. They started. And I was like plastic and everybody's plastic and I've had shit like that. Then I've had shit like where we're all like dough and like marshmallow cartoons. Yeah. And nobody's really real. <laughs> Things are moving <laughs> and you like look. It's like, it fucking a, stuck. But Wait, deeper. This isn't just like a, where right. you sit there and it's like acid trip. PCP. Right. Yeah. Has you actually like In squeezing it. and feeling shit? And it's all like soft and like. Mechan- like you know, it's like it has you in it. Yeah. You know what I mean, you're not sitting back like, oh, like with you're distance. in the motherfucker yeah. in it doing it. Yeah. How long does it last? Oh, I mean, no no no, 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 hell no. no, no First off, no, you, like you fucking, be you'd be out for like six hours, yeah, ten hours. Oh yeah. And then the next, now here's the crazy thing about it is you can hit a point where you've either you hit some shit that was either too potent or you smoked it too many days in a row, and you leave it alone for a few days. And when you light up a cigarette or weed, any kind of uh, smoke, inhaling, any yeah. kind of like, you know, you'd start feeling all the fucking symptoms of oh, you get high again. Yeah. Have weed you ever- especially, weed especially. You smoke, hey, you ever have that where like you a flashback. left the, the, you left the urine alone, right? Let but then hear. for the next few days after you didn't smoke urine, if you hit a joint, you'd get high over again? I'll tell you, man. I, I knew this dude, man. And uh, uh, Let me tell you a story. So there was this dude. He was from the 30s. We were in juvenile hall. And we were told, like, you know, the, this dude, he, he was a crip. His name was Ham. He was from the 30s, right? He was Ham. a little bit Ham, H-A-M. He was a big, big dude, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> big dude. So we were up there in ENF. We're in the unit. And all the, so uh, every Saturday when our parents used to come, it was a contact visit. My mother used to give me like a half a pack of um, uh, Paul Malls, non-filter, four or five, 10 milligram volumes, a few joints of weed. And, and we would get this in with a lighter. And we were juveniles. We were young. So we would... We would get this shit, man, and come in, and then all the Crips would make, like, they let us know, anybody who got tobacco, do not give ham from 30s. <laughs> don't give him no cigarette. And every time he was one of them dudes, when you walk by, he'd be like, hey, hey, let's say, like, he'd always hit me up. I knew not to give him no cigarette. Somebody slid him a cigarette, man. Mm. They slid that fool a cigarette, and when the counselors went down there to do something, to counter check, and our doors were always open. They would open your doors in the morning because there was no bathroom in Central Juvenile Hall in those those newer the newer buildings that they built ENF L and M and all those buildings G and H. There's not a bathroom, so you used to have to open your door and raise your hand to use the restroom. So the door. So when the counselors went down there, fucking they gave Ham some fucking uh, cigarette tobacco. He he would flash back and uh-huh. he fucking hit that cigarette. It was a piece of little you know. Little, you know, because that's all we would get was non-filters, or we break the filter and smoke. So they threw him a cigarette. He hit it, and he fucking rushed out there and he fought. He like knocked out one of the counselors, and yeah. fought the counselors behind him hitting that cigarette. He would have a. It would have flashback. From he would like righteously have a flashback because oh. yeah, because he would, because back in those days, seventy uh, uh, in the early seventies and late seventies, there was a lot. We had. The the dominant drug for the neighborhood and the, and, and the gangs we were from it was it was PCP. I'm gonna tell you right now. The last time I used PCP, it, I felt 
the weed smoking and high over right. for like a month, bro. Not yeah. even a couple days, a month. And the other thing that happened off PCP that's crazy is that <coughs> ever since that time, anytime I climb up on a ladder, right. once I begin <laughs> to get a little bit high on the ladder, yeah. everything starts like... Right. Like I vertigo. Get tight, I get vertigo. That's and good I never shot. had that. And it only happens when I'm up on like a high... And it came... From that fucking Sherm shit. Wow. It all came as a result of that. It wasn't right. like that before. Not at all. No. It, that came from Sherm. Like, if I get anywhere really high, yeah. it'll start, it'll start, like, I can't call, climb way high up on a ladder. Like, how many rungs? One, two, three. Like, I start going up about anywhere over a floor, and it all starts spinning. What about steps? And you go up the steps. Nothing? Not the steps. It's got to be something like climbing up something. Man. Or if I were to come to like the edge of That's something. dangerous. Uh, well, I mean. That kind of naturally happens. Though. I mean, what's, sure. what's the weirdest headspace? I said my Sherm story on the show before. I, I smoked some. Yeah. I was living down there in Playboy's neighborhood off of Fedora and 11th or 12th, below people. Yeah. I was living there and I, and I and the dude from 18th Street, the homie from 18th Street, oh, he was to be selling that shit. And I knew not to fuck with it. I knew not to fuck. This is like the last time I hit it. And he's like, hey, you know, because, you know, he's like, hey, so why don't you hit this instead of, you know, because I was smoking a lot of cocaine in the weed. Yeah. So I told him, hey, if you dip a joint of weed, I'll hit it. We used to call it lovely. The lovely. If you dip so like, because they had weed over there, I go dip a joint and I'll hit it. And he's like, you know, that's, you know, just, and I hadn't hit it in a while. So I, I don't know why I said that. I know I hit it. I took a few hits off. I was, you know, just blending in with them, smoking. There's a few dudes out there. You know, they used to hang out at that pad on the corner. I hit it, and I, that's all I remember. I woke up behind the dumpster, and my pants were undone. <laughs> I was behind the fucking dumpster. Right. And when I came out of it, I looked into the sky, and I swear the sky parted, man. And fucking Jesus, I felt Jesus' yeah. hands were, like, on my chest. Like, he was trying to pull me up, but I knew it was the dope. You, you know, wanted to drug. go camping. At some point, <laughs> yeah. So, what did this fool say? He said you wanted to go camping with some grease. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's smart. Yeah, that's a good one. Look, yeah, it's true. I was fucking camping by myself behind the dumpster, but then it went through my head like, how the fuck did I get here? Like, I don't remember nothing but hitting the joint a few times in the yard. I was like three blocks away behind an apartment building behind this dumpster seeing uh, the, 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 I hallucinated. The the weed, you can't, that's like two things. You're putting a, a drug, a chemical on some weed. And you, when you mix it and back, and even like, this was like 1992. Uh, when there was still some of the good shit was left. But as you moved up the ladder, like into the late 90s, into the, to, yeah, in 2000, it's, they started doing shit to like what they're doing to the meth nowadays. They're fucking. I didn't want to it. They're fuck, they fucked the water up because I even went, one time I, I, I took a trip with me and my homeboy, we went down, hey, let's go check out how it used to be down here. So we rolled down there to, to where my homeboys used to live off of, off of, of Piru and Aranabee and Compton. And we went down there and uh, I seen this old dude that I knew for many years and I hit him up. I go, hey, are you, you still in the game? He's like, yeah, but the, the water ain't the same. Hmm. I'm letting you know. I, I, I'm not getting it like I got it back then. This, right. this shit right here. I don't even fuck with it. I'm talking about dudes that, were, that, that had product, the, the, the PCP, and smoked it. Like they used it themselves. Yeah. Now they're just selling it because it's always there's always gonna be, it's like the Grateful Dead. They're always gonna be a fan base. Right. For there's always gonna be some people that like PCP. Right. 
They're always gonna like PCP. Sean, Sean, Sean what's what? Right. What's the Just, weirdest head trip? He's you've tried done? it. Yeah, you've tried it, Sean. No, I never smoked. Oh, but what did you do? What's the weirdest? Most you did shrooms and something else. Yeah, I, one time I took some some shrooms and went to a, a like a underground warehouse type thing. Man, I thought I was gonna die. Did you? Yeah, and I I had like accepted the fact that I was gonna die. How many times have you accepted the fact that you're going to die, Big Lep? Like in a weird drug space where you're like, fuck it, I guess I'm going to die. It happened a few times. Steve? A couple More than times. Once. A couple times. Where you were just yeah. like, fuck it, if I'm going to die, it's just going to have to yeah, happen. Yeah. I can't worry about it anymore. Yep. Yeah. And that's where you were at? Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, you, you. he told me about Shauna. He doesn't even really remember, but Sean was like, yeah, bro, and I went to this thing and... I finally understood good and evil. Oh, that was a different time. Oh, that was a different time? Yeah, yeah. He said that, Sean said that he got so twisted out on fucking like ecstasy and LSD mm-hmm. or something. You t- you've tried ecstasy? Oh, yeah. What Bring is that? He, he thinks he's done too much ecstasy. Oh, for sure. Done way too much. He says he can't yeah. remember shit because he did so much ecstasy. How did you yeah. do it? You drink it with orange juice? Uh, it was back in the 90s like when, they, when you would get like pressed pills. I remember so they, like Mitsubishi's or whatever. They're putting they everything in that. There's yeah. probably PCP yeah. in that. Right. There was definitely oh. speed in it for sure. Because it was yeah. hard to go to bed. Yeah, it was. Weird. Is it? Is it? Uh, is do they? The, they say that if you get good ecstasy, you could like touching and yeah, I being with a girl. Does it make you like want to participate in that type of activity? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So it's 100%. like fucking speed then. It's a yeah. Um, but I didn't really get good. MDMA until it started beco- becoming powder form. Right. And then it was like, you know, you would get like the pure shit. But mm. man, I mean, we did all kinds of pills pink pills, blue pills, anything. Right. Yeah. I the heard good, that, the good I old heard days. The ecstasy, the first time you take it, you're hooked. No. No, I wouldn't say you're hooked. It's just fun. Oh, yeah. It's just fun, yeah. yeah but the time that. that he's talking about is I took LSD. <laughs> I took it was the first time I had ever taken it and I was at uh, Candlestick Park um, in San Francisco and um, I took one and nothing happened for like an hour and so I <laughs> took the second one and then all fucking hell broke loose it was just fucking crazy I had to leave yeah and you can't turn much. it off oh. yeah, you can't <laughs> turn it off what happened with Monster Cody that? Reports are coming <laughs> here we go I got a I got a I got a aka Monster Cody is reportedly dead at 57 Shakur was a notable member of the Crips gang in Los Angeles who went on to become a motivational speaker and revolutionary thinker. News of Monster Cody's death began cropping up on Twitter this afternoon, June 8, most especially so that's about Staples, a week, that's about a, who has what, ties a week with ago, the Crips four days organization, ago? Yep. posting condolences in honor of Shakur. Others began following suit and the news began to spread. Shakur was born Cody Dejan Scott on November 13, 1963. You know, Sean read his book, Monster. Yeah? I did, yeah. Like, way back in the day. Right. Back in, like, 99 or 98. Something like that. And <clears throat> what made you get that? How did you find out about it? Uh, my buddy gave it to me. Tone. Tone, Tone Capone? Capone? Yep. Tone Capone. Dude, this dude was a real weird fucker. He was one of those guys... <laughs> He was one of those dudes that, like, if you were walking with him on the street, he'd want to try to start shit with cops. Yeah. Like, nothing's going on. And he's, oh, I'm going to beat somebody like that out. <laughs> no, nah, listen. So, <clears throat> so, so Tone Capone got the book, and he said, you got to read this? Yeah. 
All right, and you read it. What's in the book? I mean, I can't even remember now. It was so long ago. I mean, well, and, you know, I, there's. I never. You gotta ecstasy. understand. Hold on, hold on, Chumar. You've well, never read the book. Listen, I've never read. The I'm book. gonna go. How long are you gonna be in this office? I'm gonna go to Barnes and Noble. And I'm gonna purchase that. Don't do that. it. I'll just get it on Kindle. Get now, it look, on Kindle. Bro. All right, check it out. Look, listen, listen, listen. You gotta understand something. In this apartment that I share with Sean back in the day, he, right. he he's he's a he's a gentleman now, but back then he was a real knucklehead. Mm-hmm. I never seen him with a book, ever, mm-hmm. ever. The closest I saw Sean with a book was a giant three ring binder menu where we were trying to figure out where to go for lunch, <laughs> and that was it. That's true, and, right? Yeah. And so then he's walking around with a novel and everything, and it says monster on it. And I'm like, what's it about? He's like, oh, dude, this is about fucking real gangster shit. Right. That's what he was telling me. Do you don't remember anything about that? I don't that? remember anything about I mean, I remember I read the book, but I don't remember anything about it. How is that? How do you read a book and not remember anything, dude? How does that happen? That book came you know, out. Some people, they that's what happens to them. That, nah. book, that book came out uh, many, many moons, man. It came out, I think it was 95? written in 92. He, he published, well, 92? that wasn't the first book. Yeah, 92. <laughs> it yeah. wasn't the first. I have an opportunity of doing a lot of time with Monster. Wait a minute. So you wait, Big Lep, you did time with Don't Monster. Don't surprise, bro. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know you did, did time, time with him. I didn't uh, know you did time. I, I didn't mean, know I, how I, much you knew. I, how much did you really know that? Me I did? and Cody, man, he didn't like. First of all, uh, <clears throat> for the record, uh, I want him, my condolences to Monster right. Cody and right. uh, to, to Cody Scott. I shouldn't call him monster, you know, because a lot of people don't know this. My, some people he didn't like to be called Cody. You know, when he was young, he didn't like that. He had to call a lot of people that knew him, and he had to. I think I'm pretty sure he had to because there's big monster and little monster. So right, we used to get those two guys, brothers, confused. Right, with the relatives, the way they related. But from before, the, from I, mean, the... I want to, I want to say something before I say something because this right here. However, you're gonna you're gonna put the 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 our show up where there's a picture right. of him. A lot of people are gonna venture out and go into like coming on here and saying, well, if they're talking about uh, you got a, you know, people are very sensitive when it comes to in this area. There's very sensitive people when it comes to this area of uh, acknowledging the individual who who we were acknowledging. I just want everybody to know that it, it, from my heart, it comes with if I if I'm if I'm. <laughs> If I'm expressing anything about this individual, it's 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 basically of my experience that I've experienced with him, and on a few occasions I have had the opportunity. We were doing time at a young age, and I started off doing time like I had mentioned earlier in uh, in Central Juvenile Hall, East Lake Juvenile Hall is actually where I, I I was started at a young age. I was going through there. There's a lot of reputable individuals. So some some names I'm gonna I'm, I, I can announce, and some names I'm not gonna announce. It right. doesn't matter. Around this time period, if you're a listener and you're older, you're my age. I'm 57 years old. So around this time period, if you were in that situation that I'm explaining in Central Juvenile Hall, we were fighting back in those days. I was fighting GTA's burglaries. You know, I was growing up as a gang member, kid, thief, and I had to do a lot of juvenile hall, a lot of state, state YA time. Mm-hmm. And I met Monster in, in the unit ENF. Blackburn was a counselor there. There was a few, uh, I forget the other guy, Blackburn was one of the main counselors. And he kind of like, <clears throat> helped, you know, like, you know, we, everybody that was in that unit was on their way either to youth authority or state prison. That was the big boy unit. So when you went to ENF, uh, uh, GNH, yeah, M M&M, and M, 
KL, they put the youngsters all going to Hawaii. Everybody in this situation either had murders or they were looking at uh, fighting their cases, which I mean could range anywhere from uh, the carjacking probably started around this time period. I'm talking about early 70s. Anyway, Monster was fighting some murders. He was fighting um, the things that he wrote in that book. What I mean, so go ahead. I was going to say, <clears throat> was he soft spoken or was he loud? Monster was. Uh, they had to. This is around the time when the juvenile tank in the Los Angeles County Jail was getting open because what they had to do was, they had to establish an area in the county jail where there were high profile. There was a lot of drive-bys in South Central around this time. There was a lot of, you know, you guys do the research. I mean, anything that I'm speaking on is, is already, it's already, known. Uh, it's already a uh, 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 public access. Like, people are right. on the computer. You can already access what I'm about to you're talk about. You're not revealing anything. I'm not, yeah. So I don't want somebody to be like, oh, you're up on the fucking microphone. There's individuals that will get at me like, hey, you, like, you're right, gaming right. up. The community too much on what the fuck's how it was and and and, you, and you're a Southsider like how are you gonna voice on a crip right and I need the listener that to righteously know that when I was doing my time as a youngster I was doing my time amongst crip gang members that are like monster status not Raymond Washington status or Tookie they're a generation above me that's right. a decade we're gonna go ten years maybe more a decade above me. So Monster is my generation. So if I'm voicing anything on Monster, it's basically on my personal experience running into him and knowing him. Right. And knowing and 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 he had a he was a soft hearted dude, man. He had a good heart. Right. But when it came to an enemy from his neighborhood, there was no break. There was there was he wasn't turning nothing. As a matter of fact, he was trying to get to the other side without anybody looking to whip somebody's ass. Monster didn't fuck around. You didn't want to be on the wrong side of the fence <laughs> with this individual. He was down. Right. And his neighborhood came first. He was all about that neighborhood and he knew how to write. He could write. He he got his game in the writing game. He was taught by the individuals who taught. We watched and we copied how other homies wrote on the wall. He had his name all over juvenile halls, and he had it all in the in the, in the, in the uh, uh, hall of Ju- not the hall of justice, but the criminal courts building, which is on two ten West Temple Street. His yeah. name his name was carved into everything. He was fighting a, a lot of time, man. I remember when I met Monster, he was fighting life. Behind, behind some, you know, because if you read the book, you'll see public public access. Right on Western, something happened where the girls set him up and they took him over there on Western and they ran up on him. Well, yeah. I don't need to mention what neighborhood. People know what neighborhood I'm talking. We don't right. have to say any neighborhood. Right, ran up on him and they almost killed him. They did him like me and Monster have two similar similarity stories. Monster got shot how many ever times? A lot. They shot him. They almost killed him. They pumped a lot of lead into him. The girls set him up. Boom! They shot him. Right. And me at a certain time, I also got shot the same way, stealing uh, drugs from a, a rival gang member. Right. Right. So Monster was a line pusher for his neighborhood. I see some places, I'll voice on this if, if you if people want to react or leave messages and say that uh, I'm out of line saying this. As far as him being a co-founder of the Crips, I don't really like want to venture off into that, but because there was other co-founders above him right. that influenced him. Right. And if you go to Kev Mac video, shout out to Kev Mac. We're going to give Kev Mac because Kev Mac is kind of like they're more accurate. If you guys want to do a history or research on any of how the Crips and, and, what, and what they're all about, even he even has some cool bloods up there like Frog from Bounty Hunter. I mean, Frog, I knew Frog from the joint. A lot of these Crip dudes I did a lot of time with. Right. So basically their structure, rank and file. 
they they go with rank and file their structure like military. You know, and Monster was in a, he was like a, he was a, he was a militant man. Was, you know, and he I seen that in his in him at a young age. Like, cause I, I I listened to him when he would talk. I would listen, and I'd be like, I want to be like, like I always say, like I want to be like Monster. But if I'm from a neighborhood and I'm from a gang, I need to, you know, follow in the footsteps of people who are gonna uphold their gang before anything. It's Did like, he have a, a, a quality about his personality that you? Dude knew? was down, man. He would. He was the type of dude that would crease his shit, and he would come out, and he would like his shoes would like. He's a type of crip that he would he would come out of the car, his shit would be on point. He would wear the the OG shit, and that's a generation that these youngsters need to know that they're not following today. The youngsters that are listening to this, that want to get knowledge, you guys ain't following the generation we followed. When Hell we, no, they right, Lucky. We followed, we followed the generation, and I want to say, oh well, you know what? We the Rasa in the East LA, we originated first. Yeah, that that might be true, but also there's a lot of brothers. I give them their props because we kind of like their little style. They wore the house shoes, they put the crocus sacks on, they had the basalinos, the 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 cords. Everything was pressed, man. Yeah. So we hold like we all had similarities to how we function as gang members. <coughs> we need to bring it's that a whole to different the era. Right. We're doing we're talking about a whole different era. So if you're young and you're tripping that I'm I'm talking on somebody and you got a problem with that, to do do your math, check the resume. Because you know, you know, you know I don't want to go back on no paperwork because no. we we ain't living that lifestyle. Hey, listen, today. Right? you know what? We're not politicking. Hey, listen, it's interesting right. what you're saying because we. I was talking to so on Thursdays at noon. Mm-hmm. I got Hard Luck Tribal Council, right? And it's special listeners that listen to the show, diehard fans that right. come on to interact with me. Sometimes Old Blue Eyes comes on. Steve's gonna make his appearances when he can this or whatever. Week. Right this, this week. week. Right. And so. And a lot of times we're like collecting ideas for the show, talking sure. about the show, what's working, what's not working, blah, 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 right? Exactly. One of the guys, Daniel uh, Marsola, mm-hmm. he is uh, he works as a maintenance in the high schools here in California. Right. Okay. Mm. All right. He said, <laughs> listen, he's. All right. All right. Listen. Okay. All right, listen. All right. Here we go. Shout out. Hey. Shout out. Daniel. Yeah. Daniel. He listens. He does. He's a, he's huge. He's a, so, you, but but he said the thing that he's been tripping out on lately is he said that the schools are way race segregated more now than he's ever seen it before. Right in the high school, he's saying that the whatever the races are, I don't even say who they are. That's crazy. But he's saying he's never seen it like this. It wasn't like that when we were in, in, in the hall. Yeah. It he's like, saying uh, it's black, like black water fountains and, and pay phones. No, he's saying that like right. the, 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 the Latins and the blacks right. and the so-and-so, <laughs> they're all clicking up and they ain't fucking with each other and they're all tripping like it's prison. He said it's like it's prison. It's getting like that in the high school now. And if you look at our country, right, everybody's kind of like clicked up more. Like they're saying we're so divided and blah, 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 blah. And that Trump and all, all the racists and then all these other things... He, it's all, and it's exactly what you're saying, right. Big Lep, which right. is like these younger generations are actually more racist, maybe, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Than the older cats when right. racism was m- maybe more out there in the old days. Right. It's but built, it's, somehow it's gotten worse in a way. It is worse. Why? I, I, I'll let you. I, because, no, do it. Come on. Because um, 
I, I don't have the answer. Like I can't give. God you, damn it, like, Moses! What's the goddamn answer, answer, my Rabbi? But I could just Rabbi Lepke. I could share Rabbi. the experience of, 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 of when I was young. Why we didn't really trip too hard on that when we were coming up, and we all had to gravitate as we were doing time in Central Juvenile Hall. We all had to gravitate to certain things that uh me personally i've been like 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 he like when i i seen them his memoir come out the autobiography or whatever monster but a lot of people have to realize that monster was already seasoned when i ran into him again in 1992 i actually seen him again what happened was i was in tarzana treatment center in the original family program which was a, a year residential and a year in the, one of their sober livings, and I and I had done that, so I was in my first year over there, and Monster had <laughs> came down. I don't know if he was already doing violations, but he already got to a point as far as his cripping was involved. His, you know, as we say, his him, him being, he was already. Uh, 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 it, it, I don't want to use the word shock collar, but he was already a big influence in the community as far right. as backing his neighborhood up and upholding the law that the the crips and you know that, that that they have to uphold to hold their structure in place right Florence and Normandy yeah cuz that's where he's originated that's where that neighborhood's from surrounded by a lot of other neighborhoods but that being one of the main neighborhoods on that 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 section which is the north side it's called a lot of people think it's the west side but it's actually it is the west side it's the west side anything going before Figueroa west of Figueroa and and, uh, and, and west of uh, uh, Figueroa and, and east of Figueroa would be considered the east side. Yeah. Monster being from the west side, right? And right. A, and a lot of people in H-Ray Gangster, they, they, they tagged the north side. I don't right. know. I used to see Monster. I'd see him hit up the west side. But I've also seen, like, older, like his, you know, the, his, uh, like, you know, the, 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 the people that were in Central Juvenile Hall with us. There right. Was, there, was a, there was an ETG car. Yeah. And there was a Rolling 60s car. Right, right. Those were the two, the two faction hoods that would fight each other. Right, and five dudes, Bugsy Malone. I'll mention his name because I know he was at one point trying to get help. Help, Bugsy Malone from Five Deuce. We all were going through there, and they used to call this this fifteen eighty K day. Yeah, right. It was on the radio station. Was yeah, prominent. This is what we listen AM. Yeah, and what they established with the the five deuces in the sixties established a thing they called the Army Gang. And then the, the the unit we were on, there was schoolyard, and there was you know uh, 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 there was uh, six deuce brims, and these were old neighborhoods originally. So right. you got to remember the majority of Central Juvenile Hall, right? The majority back when I was going through there, what I seen was the Crips and the homies. It wasn't too many bloods, but every now and then you get. You get some bloods that come in there, but they were always outnumbered. Right. So the bloods that were coming through there, they had to. There, it was a head-up fade on site every time. So it was like we had to fight our enemies. Me being from a my neighborhood, my enemies were Temple Street, Lanton, and Santanas. Yeah. So there was never no tension with 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 the, the quest as a question you had asked. There we were growing up just fighting our enemies as far as the street neighborhood. Now I said we trans trans. Uh, form, form, no, not transform, but as we went to the next level, which was state prison, state prison, yeah, because you got to remember, you were, we're we're all at a certain time looking at each other, right? Like that's uh, like we got a whole room of people here, right? Yeah, we got Sean, we got Chuma, we got Lucky, we got Smitty, yeah. and we could add a few more, right? We could listen what I'm saying because this is gonna get heavy to you. Do it. All right, so we're all sitting here, right? Yeah, and then they bring a program in from Chino. 
right? Like a scared straight, but they're not yelling at us? Yeah. Check this out uh. for the listener. They bring this program in, and these are all kids that are fighting life sentences gangbanging, right? We're yeah. all fighting <clears throat> life sentences gangbanging and want to strive to the next level of incarceration, right? Yeah. We want to strive to the next level of incarceration. So let's bring in who sets this up, right? right. Let's think about this. Go ahead. Fuck the racial tension. Who <laughs> sets up a program where you bring these four convicts from Chino prison on a program, Chino program, to help the youth stay out of prison, and they're sitting up there with cigarettes in their pocket. Right. They got creased pants. Right. They got shined up state shoes. Hey, we're taping. You ain't going to run out of tape, right? But the point I'm making, <laughs> listen, the point I'm making is everybody that's in that day room yeah. watching these Chino prisons sh- show us slideshows about how, how they want to do it, how how Palm Hall looks with the four yards, how it is. They're showing us all this. What kid's going to go to bed that night and say, I don't want to go to that prison. Right. I laid my head down that night. Right, right. I fucking laid my head down and I go, how can I strive to get there quicker? Advertising. Right. And I know Monster was in there and a whole bunch of us saw you know, that. And look, check this out. We saw that and we told ourselves, you know what? That's the next level to the incarceration you, being from a neighborhood. Go ahead. You make a great point because it's like this, man. Think right. about this. Already what you got in the system mm-hmm. is a bunch of young knuckleheads, mm-hmm. Right. That that whatever you tell them, they right. might do the opposite. Right. Right. Then you bring in some older cats that look hard and cool. Exactly. And they tell them, "Hey, man, you don't want to do this." Like, what's that, a knucklehead gonna be like? No, oh, no, no. But wait, but let's take it further, Chumah. Go ahead. Was that a setup? Like, yeah. did the government like? Yes. All right, we're gonna like. Why don't yes. we take these fucking same Chino guys? Yes. And take them to the little yes. babies yes. over there on on the like like where 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 they're under. Like, we're all pushing fucking 17, 18. We're about to turn 18. Yeah. Let's go show them the slide, but we'll leave. Walking horse. Yeah, let's go over here and not show these little kids because they never took that program into where the little youngsters were. No, man. They didn't show them that. I'm going to tell you something. I'm more and more convinced Mm -hmm. now that there's a huge influence in a human's mind. Right. By what you show them. It doesn't matter if you tell them, do it, don't do it. Right. Right? You're just showing them. Like I was saying about the division in the United States, I don't know if we're actually more divided or not. But they kept saying it over and over and over and over again in the media for at least five years. Okay. So now everyone's more divided. How about this? It's, It's, I think it is absolutely influencing right. if you bring in somebody from these other prisons and you right. show them to people and you just keep showing it to right. them that actually gets them thinking about and, it and, and you know what's fucked up about that huh sean listen it actually worked oh of course i'm gonna tell you how it worked sean because 20 30 years later i'm sitting up on the yard looking at the same motherfuckers who were in that day room with me right what the fuck and you know what? You know how they know that works? It's because they put a lot of energy into advertising. What makes advertising work, actually? Sean, what makes advertising work? Yeah, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sean. What uh, makes advertising work? I don't know. Money. Ma- manipulation of your psychology? I don't know. Yeah, but how? You tell me. No, you think. How does it work? What do you do? Know. You just walk around in the walls and bounce off? What is it? 
How does advertising That's work? That's how I work. They, they try to capture. With... They try to make you desire something. Right. Okay. They try to make you desire something. What are the strategies that they use to make you desire something? Uh, showing you images of uh, like life is uh, on the other side of the fence. That's that sort of thing. I don't know. Okay. So look at. This is what I'll say. You're asking him how you make advertising work, and he ain't came out with a, a, a good statement. He's like, I don't, uh, I don't know. Advertising it, works when you sell beds, bro. No, no, no. Listen, 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 listen. <laughs> advertising, the, the way advertising <laughs> really works. Yeah. That's right? the addicts model. We're not talking about addicts. <laughs> listen, Go ahead. The, the way advertising really works. Like, for instance, you look at those drug commercials, right? And they're on. How often are drug commercials on? I haven't seen none recently. Okay. How often are drug commercials on? All the time. All the time. How really? often? Yeah. How yeah. often are uh, car insurance commercials on? The new drugs. All the time. The ones they have weird names. Car insurance. Right. All, right? all the time. The General. Right. Geico. The General. Yeah. yeah. Right. 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 Sperm Masters. Whatever right, it's called. Right, right. right. Okay. Sweet James. Right. Oh, I fucking hate that Who is guy. He? He's a fucking lawyer. <laughs> he's a white guy in L.A. that thinks he's black. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, but the point of the matter <laughs> is, is that the way advertising work Sean <clears throat> is that it it's not that it makes you desire it because when you've seen any of these advertisements for the drugs like Silicor and uh, Farrakhan and all that other shit do, do you actually believe I got it for you do you actually believe that life is really going to be like that if you take their <laughs> drugs those pharmaceutical drugs that they show you like the old couple and the guys you know they're happy again and all that other stuff they're a sure. lot of people do a lot of people do brother they do believe it and i think there's also a lot of people that are by 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 default or i don't know they're in a position where they gotta have something to believe in well i and i think advertisers play on that shit I, you know what? You're right. Everybody has, they do have something that they need to believe in. But I'll tell you something. I don't think that they do. I don't think that they buy it. I think maybe there's some people that do. But I think that the way advertising really works is it just keeps it front and center in your mind. Mm. You're constantly reminded about it and it becomes a reality because it's constantly said to you and it's constantly there and it's always available. Once it gets like that, it stops being about a decision and it starts being about this thing is a real thing. Well, how do I know? Because it keeps being put in front of me time and time again. It's repetition. Right. Rep fucking titian is what makes it happen. That's why people can know it's a commercial. No, it's, it's that's not really like that. Right. Right. And yet somehow they wind up using the product. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's because they think that what they're going to get from the I think they think that the product is an actual thing and it's a, the, one of the only available options. Right. It's the only one that they know about. And when it's time to make that decision, that repetition has hit them so many times that they're going to do it. Same thing with taking younger guys and showing them these older prison dudes and telling right. them all about that world. <clears throat> it doesn't matter if they're saying to you, like, don't go there, da, da, but they're making it real. Right. They're putting it as an option. They're keeping that idea of the future prison alive exactly. in your mind. And look at it now, like from our last previous show that we did about the, the killer. It's like, like where, where do we stand today? We stand, I always learn from Wayne Garcia. Shout out my boy Wayne Garcia up north. Yeah. Yeah. I have to shout him out because I learned, man. Like I tell you, these individuals got at me in the program. They're ex-gang members, wherever they've been, same spots we've all been or haven't been. 
There's a there's a listener out there that's like, what? Like a youngster might be listening right now, Sean. Like, fuck, I want to be down, man. I want to be in a seat to where I could preach about you know about the penitentiary if I don't if I make it. Like, there's actually kids that are, are out there thinking, man. Maybe I have to go put work in on my block. There's like, he's he's like right now listening. He's like, I could either go to school and get a college education, or I could join the gang down here and follow motherfuckers and be a jackass, right? right. What's easier to do? What's easier right now? And let me ask you a question. Yeah. What is easier to do in right. this? Is the easier thing to do is to go down the street here, over here and follow these motherfuckers and be a jackass? Is it for some kids? What's easier to do? If you think about, let me ask you a question. Right. That's a good question because I think about that a lot. Not when you're growing up in a neighborhood where half the block is gangbanging. Now, like, 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 you got to know where people like Monster grew up. I know where he grew up. Right. Right. And there wasn't too much opportunity back in the day. Somebody's listening, being like, "Oh, there was plenty of opportunity." There's a football player that came out of there. There's a baseball player that came out of there. But it was like you got to remember that when I joined my neighborhood, yeah. I was like, I was attracted. I was fucking lucky. Hey, you were attracted, lucky, right? Yeah, we were attracted. Hey, you know, where I grew like up. Like, you're attracted to the reservation or where they do Indian shit, No, right? no, no, no. Hopefully. Listen, it ain't like that. <laughs> no, it, it, it's not like that. <laughs> All right. All right. It, it's not like that. Yeah, I lost my... Hey, <coughs> shut <laughs> I lost the hearing. Hey, you're attracted with it. You both. Yeah, like, you're, yeah, you're uh, a reservation shit, whatever that is. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I don't mean it like that. No, 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 no. But all I'm going to try to tell you is... Totem poles and shit, you get excited. Hey, where I was growing up, where I grew up, there wasn't any opportunity either there. You know, my, my, my cousin, Lucka Batesu, who was my idol. Lucka Batesu, when I was growing up, and Luka I was. Batesu. Lucka Batesu. He was my idol. Right. He was maybe one of the funniest motherfuckers I ever But you ended up fucking up. Hold on. All right. Can I tell my story now, motherfucker? <laughs> yes. All right, check it out. Just start telling your story. Quiet. No, but my point is, is Lucka Batesu. Right. And, and I grew up with Lucka Batesu, Muckaline, Abitsuit, Yolke. Big shout out to Yolke. Right. Do they listen? I don't know, but we got big Washington State. We have a big fucking thing. Oh, that, Actually, the third biggest city is Berlin. That listens to us. Yeah, there's no. Oh yeah, there's a course. German motherfucker right now listening to you. That oh, that's crazy. Yeah, tell him, hey, quit fucking around with that neo-Nazi <laughs> shit. Don't make America go back but over there. But they might not pump. be those type of Germans. Though. Yeah, right. they might actually be American servicemen right, who right, are right. on the base out there. Right, right. Who knows? Anyway, point of the matter is, right. The so I grew up. My cousin like a bait suit. Uh, was the one who taught me how to pop and lock and break dance. Cool. All right? Yeah. He's the one who taught me first. I didn't know what awesome was. Do the I? first time I ever saw the word awesome and even oh, heard wow. it yeah. was on Lucka Bates' shirt. He had an iron on, fucking eagle something, yeah. like picture eagle flying in space. And then it said awesome iron on letters on the back. Right? And I looked at that, and I was like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, let me find out what this I is. I go, what's How that? How old were you? <sighs> right. I was probably like seven, eight. Mm. And I was like, what is, I'm like, what's that word? And he's like, it's, it's awesome. <laughs> and I go, what yeah. does that mean, bro? It's just the way he says it. He goes, I, he, I go, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. And he goes, he didn't even explain it to me. He just said, it's just like you're walking down the street, and you see something, and you point at it, and you go, awesome. Yeah. And I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah. You look it's over like, there. It's like, like awesome. It's like the new groovy. Yeah, that's right. what it was. Now that guy, right? dig. Remember that? How they used to say that? I'm, that's before me. Right, me too. I'm awesome. Yeah. But but yeah. point yeah, of the matter. But yeah, but the me. point of the matter is is that Lucka Betsu and I eventually went different ways as we grew up. Right. Right. I went school route. He went heroin route. Okay. Oh, that's a good story. He went serious. Right. 
He went. <laughs> Why does he laugh? He's laughing because when as soon as I said heroin, you're like, "Hey, this is a good story." Yeah. Right. <laughs> he went heroin. <laughs> he went heroin route. Right. And yeah. Yeah. you know what's fucked up is when I was about 15, we met up again. Uh huh. But and I was you, you doing didn't like what you saw, and he didn't like what he saw. Oh, that's crazy. I looked at him, yeah. and I was like, I, I was like on the student body council. Right. I was studying. I was wrestling. Yeah. And he yeah, looked like, at me, and he's like, you're a white boy now. Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> right? And I looked at him, and I'm like, you don't look so good, bro. Yeah. He was skinny. Right. He looked weird. Skin was, was a little gray. Yeah. Later in life. And he, he taught me how to fight. Right. You know, right. And he taught me a bunch of shit. Right. <laughs> and he, later in life, they sent him to Hawaii because he had such a bad drug problem. Right, right. And he was a real smart ass. <clears throat> Everything smart that you hear me say yeah. is all... Probably from him? It is. Yeah, that's 100%. Good. Yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. he was getting in trouble because he was caught with some alcohol and he had put it in a paper bag and he was sipping it out of a paper bag. Yeah. And all the adults were all, they were all standing around and they're like, where'd you learn that? Yeah. And he took a hit off and goes, a wino. Yeah. And they all <laughs> yeah. started laughing right. and he avoided trouble. And that's when I learned that if you can make a good enough joke, yeah. you might not get in trouble. You might pass through. You change the whole dynamic. <laughs> yeah. That all started from there. That's pretty cool. So. I like that. They sent him to Hawaii when he was like 18. Right. Because he had a drug problem. Which is a bad idea. But oh, Hawaii, yeah, it's crazy. People yeah. think like, oh, an island. No, no, no. Right. It's the opposite. Yeah. Exactly. Right. And a year later, he said something smart to the wrong person. Right. They found him dead. Sure. Bullet in the back of his head. Yeah. And most of the bones in his body broken. That's yeah. And that's how it ended. That's a cold ending. Yeah. And so. I, I guess what I'm saying is, is like, you're right. I mean, I didn't grow up in like South Central or whatever. Right. But I definitely grew up in some very weird circumstances and poor. Like it right. was poor. This was before there was no casinos back then on right. the reservation. Mm -hmm. And I, I have actually eaten government cheese. Sure. And I had chicken in a can. You ever had chicken in a can? Yeah. An entire chicken? We got some of that shit at the house right now, but they just sit there. Nobody opens it up. No, I, I see. That chicken in the can you bought two years ago, that's still in your A whole shop. chicken in a can. No, like a big chicken. No, yeah, wow. yeah, no, there's a whole chicken Chopped in a can. Chopped chicken. No, no, no. Everything? Bones and, and the bones. Oh, it's act, like a ham. And the bones are soft. Wow. You can eat them. Oh, we ain't with that. Full chicken in a can. That's how, I mean, so oh, I. So my point is, is that so I had different modelings and everyone around me, like I would say 99 percent of the people I knew growing up were alcoholics. My uncle, who was a judge, was a pillhead. Right. Right. So what's this guy's name? Luckabetsu. Luckabetsu. Similar story towards our, 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 our guy over here, Monster, man. He, he, he passed away in a ditch. Right. So let me read yeah, to you the uh, yeah, report. Them, like, 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 to like check this it. out. <clears throat> and the way it's reported. Like, I kind of felt, like, in my heart, like, I'll tell you, like, when I first got the news, like, yeah. I found, like, cause I, a lot of people, like, are overlooked, like, because they don't know the capacity of, of how the end, this individual could have took something, right? If right. he would have got on, like, like we're not going to, like, look into his addictive personality we're not we're not going to do that but at the same time if you could read between the lines of what where we're talking about what i'm talking about basically right is the fact that i do know he struggled in that area because he had done some of the violations behind back in the day when you used to smoke stuff or whatever we got high on yeah and you went to the parole offices you were getting locked up for a year you're a known gang member you're smoking drugs out here with your homeboys 
we're, you're going to get a straight year in the county. You go in front, front of Bullet Bob in the, in, the, in the screening of the board hearing in the L.A. County Jail, Bullet Bob, you, you either walked in there, right? You either didn't take if – you, if you didn't take the deal at screening – like if you're if you're associate back in the days, so the listener knows if you're associating with a known gang member, you're on, you both of you guys are on parole. It's a straight year, man. You're yeah, you're getting the whole bullet. Twelve, you're doing twelve. If you went in front of Bullet Bob, you are definitely getting a year. If you went in front of any other board members, they might cut your brain, give you nine months, eleven months. And if you're Not with a gang 50%. member, if you're right, they don't do that no more. Authorities Wednesday publicly identified a 57 year old man. Think about that. He was an author. He was well-known, right. right? Right. Influential guy. Very influ- Very charismatic. And But at this time now, the way they report it, right. uh, identified a 57-year-old man found dead this week right. at a makeshift encampment in Oceanside. A lot of people, I don't say a lot of people, a majority of individuals that are in a position of uh, being from the neighborhood and, you know, and... and, um, and the words that I'm looking for, you're, you're from a neighborhood and you, and you find a different lifestyle and, and, and you have to do things different. I had to do things different. You know, I still respect my, my neighborhood. They didn't fucking buy me a house on the hill. They didn't pay for, you know, they're not giving me a, 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 a what do you call that? After 65, what's that called? Pension. Yeah, I'm not getting any fucking money or anything. But the fact of the matter is I had to grow up. And and, 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 and and it's like with, with Monster, it was like 50-50. A lot of people like what he was doing and a lot of people dislike what he's doing. There's like, you're always going to come, DJ Muggs used to tell me back in the day, there's always going to be somebody that's not liking what you're doing when you're on a positive role. Right. Lepke. There's always going to be people around here. There's always, somebody's going to always find a problem with the book. That's what Muggs told me a long time ago. You know, even if it's the people that were right up close to you that, that were saying that they were down with you or they whatever, you know, they're going to have a problem with anything we do. Anything we do, somebody's always going to have a problem with it. Right. So um, the last time I saw Monster Man, they pulled him down. He, I think he was coming out of Pelican Bay. 92, I think the bay was already built. And if it wasn't, like, I'm not going to, like, do a history lesson and pinpoint times and situations that I do know. I was in the Tarzana Treatment family. I was, uh, uh, I, was, uh, un- I, was uh, I was working my way into becoming an unpaid elder. I was trying to get my eldership where I could work. And back in those days, they grandfathered you, and you didn't need to get a degree on the wall. As long as you stood there a year, they would hire you to work there. And I was already working. They had pulled him down. I hadn't seen him in a long time. He kind of didn't recognize me. I was like, we were in juvenile hall together. Remember when we gave Ham, Ham got the cigarette and he flipped out. So he knew. And you know, that's why I was mentioning that story. Yeah. So yeah, I have a lot of stories, man. I remember they eventually ended up taking monster around that time. Cause him and my boy, Bronny from Rivera, they opened a, a juvenile tank in the county jail, which was for people that were getting tried as adults. Mm. So what had happened was they made a juvenile tank, and I heard that juvenile tank. If you, it, it, it would, they say, if you can make it through that juvenile tank, you can make it through a Turkish prison, because really nobody as youngsters we didn't want to go in that juvenile tank because that's where they tested you. That was like you were going to get tested. They were doing a lot of the youth authority. They were running a, like a YA, and you had to be real strong in there. And if you had an enemy in there, you guys were fighting every day. I heard a lot of be- – I never made it to the juvenile tank, but I heard a lot of stories. And Monster controlled that juvenile tank. As far as, you know, like the, as far as the blacks were concerned, I heard a lot of stories about how Monster, you know, like I don't, I don't want to talk bad. None of his enemies wanted to go over there. They basically kept his enemies over there with me on, on, in ENF. They were Man. on unit ENF, 
and 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 there was a lot of them. I knew all of them dudes. You know, I don't want to throw their name out there because you might have big somebody listening. Like I shouldn't be putting that name right. out there. We shouldn't right. be putting this name out there. But I'm I'm putting Monster's name out there because I knew Monster, right. and I ran into him in 1992, and, and and I was giving him good advice. I was like, look. You know, we both gang members. He's like, I'm on some militant shit, Lepke. Just so you know, man, I'm I'm on this militant shit. Leon Bing, Eddie Dobbs was our mentor. We had a, a mentor in there by the name of Eddie Dobbs, and he seen like he took Monster and he 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 told him, man, listen, man, you could you could flip this, right? And he we were getting therapy, you know, because you know at a young age we already knew we had problems. We already knew by being incarcerated for so many years, we were talking to psychiatrists about our post-traumatic syndrome that we had gained while we were incarcerated. Right. And we were acknowledging this. I sat in groups with Monster. We sat in groups together. And uh, I used to get at him on the side. i like, hey, man, hey, Cody, don't call me that. You know I don't like that name. I'd be like, yeah, I hear you, man. All right, Monster, check it out, man. This is like real. My mother has clean time. He, used to, he met my mother. My mother used to come visit me. And he was real respectful to my mother. His monster was very, very respectful individual, man. He had a lot of he had a lot of class, a lot of style, mm-hmm. you know. But he was also a drug addict, you know. I right. acknowledge that. But we were drug addicts. At the end of the day, we like to get high, man. We like to cover up the feelings of not dealing with what society had offered. A lot of times, we get out of jail or we get out of an institution, and we have the problem of not adjusting within society, man, because we're gang members and we're used to doing time. I had mentioned that in the other show. Yeah, and I think Monster had the same problem. I did and it was basically like we go into the penitentiary we go into a situation where where we're honored and we're like we're, we got the, the you Status. know and people like monster and, and myself we have monumental egos right and as and if we're putting our ego first and we and and, and we're self uh you know self-righteous in our own aspect of who we are in the neighborhood you know because monster is a key figure in the neighborhood right he he he, he made noise man Monster made noise. All those songs you hear, Dove and you know, and, you know, and Cube and them rapping about all these rappers that you hear them rapping about the hood. That's what Monster lives, man. He lived that. Yeah, but check he it out. He wasn't afraid to walk in the hell of gunfire for his block. Right. Check it out. That, right. He was so loud right. that young white kids exactly. in the Bay Area were mm-hmm. reading stories about him. So the first book he did was when Eddie Dobbs took him, man, and they went and did the book with Leon Bing, which was Do or Die, yeah, which is about a camp program. I know I read through that. That kind of felt the same way. Like if you ask me, well, elaborate on that book, Lepke, and I'll be kind of like Sean elaborating on the autobiography. I wouldn't be able to. I know it was she got him and got some information from him. I don't know if he got paid. That's none of our business. But I know he got the front cover. With the Uzi, they put him, they took him down there, they did that, and he sat with her for a little while. But all I'm saying behind that is behind that that little experience there probably transpired in his own right to where he was sitting up there doing a violation where he figured, okay, he got the right ties, the right people went and visited him, the right contract got laid out. You well, know, just like, how about like Rodney King? Like hold the on, right shit happened for Rodney King. Hold on. So, you know what's interesting? Because I was reading a little bit about <clears throat> Monster Cody. I didn't know him, obviously. And right. I didn't read the autobiography. Right. But uh, he was a member of the Republic of New Africa. That happened later. That happened at the right. That he was making that transformation yeah. probably when he was writing that book. Because he let it be known in that novel that he's not. He's not. I don't want to say, because somebody will be out there, but he never uh, 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 
what's that when you're deep? No, I'm not going to use you know, debrief. Reform? You know? No, not reform. It's like de de uh, something his de neighborhood. Classified? No. Denounced? I just said it. Debriefed? No, that's not, I want to use Dis- that word. Declaimed? No, he de... He de uh, De-escalated? Never mind. <laughs> no, 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 oh, yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. he never went back. But if you really read that book, because I read the book. like I went through it. Like I read you it one... like he declaimed the Crips. That's the word. Denounced. I don't want to say declaimed. But once you go into that new African the deal right there... Check this out. He's looking at the community like Bloods and Crips, and he's right. I mean, like, that was a... That was a platform that, like, it's not really a, it is a revolutionary platform, but it's also upholding the standards of his, you know, like. Listen, I went in, so right, I'm like, right. what's the Republican New Hour? And he, his last name now, he right. changed his name of to course. Shakur, right, right, his last name. and How do you pronounce the first name? I don't know, Sakiya, no, Sakima? Sanika, or Sa- Sanika. Sanika. Right, he took the, he took another stand, man. Right, he took another so, stand. So, so the republic, a- but so I started reading about the republic, the the republic of New Africa, and right. it's about Africa with a K. K, right, um, right, 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 right. So right. I'm reading it, yeah. and it's a black nationalist organization, right. and they were black separatists. Are they militants? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah man. Are these are the guys that right. stand on the corner and, and- no, 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 don't get it confused. No, no, you can't uh-uh. get this confused. Hey, uh, right. Farrakhan, if you're listening, that was not me. That was Sean, right, Blue Eyes. I right, right. don't need to send the fruits of Islam over here to talk but to he, me. But uh, he was basically, he had, didn't that <laughs> monster had Farrakhan behind him. But listen, what's crazy about, I don't, okay, I'm not going to say crazy, right. but what's unique uh, yeah. about New Africa, right. they wanted to take over the southeast of the United States. Uh, like Georgia, Mississippi, Louisiana, like all those states, yeah. and turn it into black African states, black right. African American states. I can and understand they didn't, that. And yeah, they didn't I mean, imagine that. that. That'd be dope. Imagine yeah. that. And then, but but of course, obviously that doesn't happen. And then at some point, a passerby, right, right in Oceanside, uh. And San Luis Rey River Trail at about twelve thirty in the afternoon, broad right. motherfucking daylight. Yeah, it's hotter than they hell. look. Open it, open tent, and it's Monster Cody just dead. Right. And they don't, they didn't, they haven't specified exactly how he died. Right. But was that a homeless encampment area? Yeah, I think it. I think it. I think it was like that. It's called Lake Something. Sanyika Shakur. Sanyika. So I, And he was friends with Tupac. Yeah, they had they had done, her. they had done yeah they had done uh, uh, there's it's on the it's on the YouTube you can hear them converse they have a phone conversation and this and that but at the same time like I said in the, a little while back if you go to Kev Mac videos yeah Kev Mac has some good interviews with him yeah and what what he's saying what he's saying on Kev's videos is he's actually he's 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 being honest man he's being honest and there's a few other individuals that are up there. That push that are pushing the line as far as what they believe in in their structure. There's Kev Mac that has a good. Uh, I like Kev Mac's platform because he ain't, he's putting the real people up there that are that are in, that are in the community. That and then if you really listen, there's a hidden message in there because these OGs that are on Kev Mac's videos are kind of like letting it's for the it's for the community that the kids don't get caught up too much, right? Because it took them a long time to get the shorelines to do an interview in Venice. And those dudes in Venice, if you listen to the history of the Venice shoreline, yeah. that dates back like a history like like there was no tension. 
Like when the shorelines and the Latinos and the, right. everybody got along, man. Like that's my point that I'm making on this show. Yeah. That when we were coming up in the streets, black, brown, whatever, even, you know, you have white, white kids in the neighborhood that right. were cool. Sure. Like everybody lived amongst everybody. Yep. You know, once we started going to the joint and doing time and right. being locked up in these facilities, it's like something happened in the process of that to where the <clears> authorities <throat> were looking at it like, how can we pit, pit these motherfuckers against, against each, each other? other? Yeah. You know, we don't, yeah. get, so they can stay up off us. But yeah, there's a lot of, I don't know now, like some homies got at me, like, you know, because I, I still, I'm still inside a little bit. I still. You know, I'm a little bit, I'm not politic to the point to where I've still got my ear over there a little, and I get I get a call here now and then, I'm like, man, we getting ready to take off. Right. We getting ready to do this. We getting ready to do that. I'll be like, okay. Yeah, How much did Monster claim he made off that book? I have no, I, look, like, I got. They said that he made like. Like nine hundred grand. Yeah, he said that he got like after everything was paid, we walked out right. there like six or seven hundred thousand. He said, right, which wasn't shit. Right, it was the number was that high. Yeah. yeah. Well, For you sure. know the new African community or whoever he was involved with, he needed some people, some more structure. Monster needed structure in his life, like a money manager, <laughs> to take that funding that he had made off that book, right? Because we don't know what comes in between. Yeah, you know, Look, you know who else got that same amount of money? Who's he did that? nothing with it. Blackbird. Blackbird. A whole bunch of people from the Rampart investigation. Yeah. That one that settlement with the Rampart station. Yeah. Like, I, I can't tell you one motherfucker. Excuse me, I shouldn't cuss, and I take that back. I One individual who took that money yeah. from the Rampart scandal. <laughs> Blackbird, we talking about you. Blackbird's probably listening. There they go again, yeah, running my name. Talking about you, Blackbird. Yeah, running my name through the mud. Big lip and old Lucky over there. Well, it's West Side, Blackbird. You know yeah. how yeah. we with yeah. it. Yeah. So now... Right, uh, Dragon, rest in peace from C from Clanton. Dragon, they gave him the settlement. They found him the same way they found Monster in an encampment, but he was in the hotel. Shot, you got the heroin needle hanging out, fucking, you know, abundance of fucking cracking heroin on the table, man. Right. OD. So was that money good for him? No, it wasn't fucking good for him. Hmm. That's gangster Chumahan. Just yeah, so the is. listener knows, fucking Chumahan took a shot of C four straight in the throat right. with straight no water. He's about to drink some water. He and, fucked his face yeah, with the. And, and the only people C4. that could do that without flinching are Chumahan, Big Lip, and I know maybe Lucky could do that. No, my son can. Yeah, he your son. Yeah, it's yeah. bad. I get, and what happens? It, it, it chokes me up. They're like, "What the fuck are they talking about? We're talking about we work out." Uh, today, you know that uh, you know we're trying to do the right thing and work out and stay in the gym. And you take the C four; it's a pre workout in the scoop. Uh, shout out to Big Boy from uh, Big Boy from South uh, uh, Strength Cartel. Mm -hmm. We got to give Big Boy a shout out. Big Boy, Big Boy does that. Sacramento, yeah, he's one of the strongest uh, individually in the game right now. Shout out to Action Bronson; he's working out back east. He's got his, uh, you know, Action Bronson. Yeah, that shout out to Charles man. Bronson. No, Charles Bronson. No, we ain't Sean Charles Bronson. Oh, we he ain't? getting smart. He's uh, That fucking pre-workout. Look, he ain't going to. He's, he's ready. Hey, lucky. I'm sorry to look. Lucky. Hey, everything seems Charles like, Bronson, too. What are you hey, everything do? seems like a marshmallow right now. Right. Yeah, that shit's good. Yeah, he's like, I like hey, how many more shows you got? There's a couple. <laughs> there's a couple. You know, there's an interview. There's a long interview of, of Cody. <laughs> They're talking to him, and I think it's kind of when he has a little bit of that money. And they do an interview on him. And they ask Cody about everything. Yeah. Just take us through life. And I got to say, as crazy and as outlandish or what anybody might think, 
I'm listening to this guy talk and make sense of shit. And everything he says makes sense to me. His whole get down. I get where he's coming from. It makes sense. And the way he was calling it and calling people out and saying the way it was, he's absolutely right. I like the guy. Um, I read I read his book. Uh, I found it interesting. It was an easy read. Um what what what's actually challenging for because you know he's dead now, mm-hmm. right? Fifty seven, fifty seven, right? What's challenging for a guy who's been in the neighborhood, who's you know gotten some status, gone through the system a couple times, and is really facing sobriety? Well, I, I mean, first want to say, yeah, I first want to say this: he self admits. That he had a drug dependency problem, drug and alcohol problem. Yeah. He was never able to get under control. So he was the first one to speak on that. Right. Did he so speak on there? Oh, yeah. They admit it. Cool. Um, but. Because they say in those programs, if you don't, if you don't handle that, you're either going to end up institutionalized, dead, or crazy. Right. Right? Right. It's a progressive disease and. And, and so we know which one his his maybe if he never got a handle on it. I don't want to speak on it. He got all three of them. He had hey, all listen, three of them. Listen, right, listen, right, listen, right, listen. He it was, was just no bound joke. that the last one's gonna. Right. Right. He, hey, look, he wasn't no joke. But we ain't gonna talk on what drug of choice he liked. But what? I didn't, I, but, yeah, I'm not saying. But what no, he you did. did good on that. But look, yeah. I'm gonna show you even you better. Check this out. <laughs> Thank you. Check it out. Check it out. Yeah. Lucky and I. Yeah. Right. We had the opportunity to be in a situation. Right. Right when that book came out. Right, and we were in a situation when that book came out, right, where we were in the situation where it wasn't supposed to be in our hands. Because if you, if if that book is circulating, I don't even think that book is like that book that uh, George Jackson and them wrote, "Blood in My Eye" and uh, "The Solidar Brother." You can't have those books in the institution. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. Monsters Book Two is outlawed in institutions yeah, as well. It might be. So let me, Lucky and I were doing time, right, and we and and, and, and we were in a situation, right. Where uh, uh, there's an individual that we know real well too that also lost his life. Mm-hmm. His name was Black Dog from 111. Yep. And Black from 111, he was like, like I consider him like I, I say this today. He was he, he was he was like my homie in the, in the even in the joint. A lot of motherfuckers are listening. Like, how is a crib gonna be your homie or you're a Southsider? Well, it doesn't matter how he's my homie and I'm a Southsider. Right. We ain't looking. We ain't labeling shit at this point. Right. Right, because of the fact that we grew up in the same, and I and I walk the same territory you walk, and I'm not afraid to walk into your territory. And you ain't afraid. You sure the fuck ain't afraid to walk into my territory because we're having money at the end of the day, and it's all about money. And and, and, and anyway, they slid the book out, man. It was like, and, and and I'm looking at the book, and I'm like, damn, how'd you get that? Right, like Lep, you you. you don't worry about but, it. Yeah, 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 but but we're not gonna say because you yeah, got yeah, like yeah. I said, you, you got yeah. some people. That 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 didn't like the fact that he wrote the book, and you got some people that were like, "Okay, well, the book is cool." Like like Muggs told me, Muggs was like, "Hey, whatever you're doing, you gonna say something?" I I you're getting back to the Muggs, whatever you're doing, somebody's gonna say some shit. Hey, but let me ask you this, Big Lab, because this is where you're at now. Right. I feel like okay. as far as what you're teaching people or what right. you're sharing anyway, because right, right. you got experience, right? right? Right. Like this ain't your first rodeo. I could be in the in the encampment there. No, no, but you ain't. <laughs> hey, right. but you ain't. Right. But you ain't. Like, Instead, that hit me hard. Did it? A little bit. It did. 
They kind of like, I was yeah, like, no way. I had yeah. to like, like yeah. I had to start pulling shit up on my phone. I'm like, there's no way he's dead. I yep. seen it first. It popped somewhere on the Instagram. Like, like a lot of these kids don't know nothing about what we're doing. Anyway, I seen it and I'm like, somebody ain't just going to put that out there. Yeah. Like, let me like really check. And I ran it right when I put the M, O, and then I see <laughs> yeah. monsters die or death or something. Mm. And I hit it, and I read the San Diego thing. I'm like, what the fuck is he doing in San Diego? Right. Like, what the fuck is he down there? Yeah, like, I, I, I thought he might have been still incarcerated when he, when they, I mean, that's how he crazy doing, his story is. But let, No, yeah, but he, what ended up happening probably with him, I'm assuming, what ended up happening is the way it is now with the COVID and everything, he probably ate his parole number up. No more supervision, no fucking under the gun. And he got that freedom. Yep, and maxed out the. Yeah, we're not gonna mention like like. like hey, but but okay, so go. All right, but now you're in a different kind of encampment, which right. is an encampment of snacks and fucking peanut butter and no, shit like that. Now you're clowning. We're a little bit. Hey, no, 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 no. Listen, listen, listen. Rule sixty nine. Right. Right. We can't get. We can't take ourselves too serious. Right. Right. We gotta keep. You're right. I'm in that. Right. In the easy life. Right. 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 But so coming from a Steve and you. Right. Institutions, right? Neighborhoods uh-huh. and addiction, right? What do you have to face today that's going to keep you at least on a daily basis? Like, what are you? What are the challenges for people in that same scenario to actually adopt or embrace a sober life? It, to be honest, yeah, I have to be honest. Let's do it. All right, for for gang members like myself <clears throat> and guys like monster it's like it's like there's there's no black it's it's no right, gray you can't, it's the right, right yeah, you can't ride like, the fence it's like you yeah can't. you can't straddle man yeah, like that's, that one that's minute, really what that's about like i really truly believe that he there was a time in his life it wasn't when we were in the tarzana treatment center mm-hmm. time because i could still see in, in him that he was still right. you got to remember somebody with a that that holds a monumental ego yeah or somebody who's like serious like like the uh not it's not whether it's negativity. It's more like the positivity of you're a ghetto star, man. Every right. time you hit the, the the bricks, you know. And it's also a challenge to where, like like we don't really know what happened. Like monster could have been going down there into his hood, and there could have been some disagreement. Right. Like we don't know. Like right. what, what the book actually pronounced. You know, there could have been some people that mentioned in the book because low key I heard like. You know, like behind me, like, hey, you know what? It was, uh, and I was like, whoa, you know, like, why? It, right. it had that big, have a, that that big of an impact of influence. And if you look into it, there's some people that might have thought, you know, hey, you know, this ain't because I'm doing the same thing right now, right? You know, and I have to call people up before I write a line. I'm letting them know, hey, do I, is, can I go this way? They go, you know what the fuck you got to do, man. You get there's certain things when you get up to that point, you can't talk about that. When you get to that point, you cannot discuss that. And so I'm sharing as a personal experience what I went sure. through. Right. I have to do it in that nature. And I'm also honoring the fact of the code of the institution, the state prison, yeah. you know, that let me walk and do my time outside of a fucking not piecing up or going sideways or as we'd say, like Lou Reed says, take a walk on the wild side. Mm. Right. And the cut, you know. I have to fucking like, yeah, it's a joke. Him, because he can't talk right now. 
He's not gonna talk. He he knows nothing about what <laughs> we're fucking talking about. All right. Just just let me paint you a picture. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Let me paint. Let me paint. So hold on, hold on. Let me. I, I let, 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 me let me. Let me. This is respect for the listener. Let the listener know. Okay, what's so going let's, listener. This fucking asshole. And we've got yeah. <clears throat> Big Lep. He's in all black. He's got a black do rag. He's very serious. He's talking about shit that he knows. He's very tanned. He looks healthy. He's amped up. His tattoos are out. After three shows. All right. And right, exactly. Yeah, we're right, on our third show. I know. And right next to him is Schmitty, who looks like a walrus that has not been in the sun yeah. for at least a week. And he's got Snyder's family size pretzel sticks. And he's got a handful of them. And he's holding a big vape in the other. Yeah. And he's nibbling on these little things like a, he's like a manatee. Yeah. He's like a big Schmidt is like a little soft manatee down in the bottom mm. eating his We've list. had him hostage a lot of See, hours. So, so while, while Big right. Lep is talking about codes and how to stay alive and how to show respect. I got Smitty nibbling in the corner. I got Smitty crunching in the corner and I got Sean over here l l watching it like it's a fucking comedy movie. <laughs> yeah, Sean. I think, I think, I'm I think in the middle. <laughs> what I have seen, here's what I have seen from situations <laughs> like that. When you're coming like and I'll even put this on Lep or, or even a black dog or like people that have made it through that and like have a reputation in the hood, ha have that type of reputation. Right. And, and maybe like these guys are smart enough to know that that life kind of maxes out at a certain place. Right. right. And what's it going to be? And some guys get on some real militant thing. You know, and some guys get on some real like they go soft the other way. It's gonna be, mm -hmm. I'll surrender it. I love. Yeah. I'm about you know, and whatever you want to do. But those choices that are made, I think like you at that by that point in time, you got a lot of people looking at you, mm -hmm. and what they want to see is that you're true to something. Yeah, right. Yeah, because you're so true. And and if you should kind of like wobble or you're fucking talking about this and you're doing that or you're not part of the game but yet you're still fucking hitting licks on the side right. and okay like it's just all gonna catch up to you i think different things start work i think i don't know for sure but i think there were things in life that kind of caught up with him exposing a little bit maybe speaking on you know having one foot over here one foot over there you start looking real weird to people when you start doing that shit right, right, right. and 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 i think that like the drug thing Dark thing bit him in the ass. Like it might not. Well, we don't know. Like we don't know that. No, we don't but, even know if it was fentanyl. No, but we let me know. show. No, let me show you something. I'm gonna explain to you. So I had uh, like you. I I go. You, you hit me up. You're like, hey, fucking. I asked you. I go, how? Because I think didn't you give me the information? No, I said I know. I called you and I go, how do you think he passed away? And Lucky right. told me, I think he had a stroke. It, that could have happened. Because at my age, yeah, that's, that's why I changed my diet. I'm that's not right. eating bullshit, sure, no fast sure. food. I don't want to have a stroke. That's what you don't want to have. I don't want to have a fucking stroke. So Schmitty's I got to discipline myself and not fucking eat fucking sweet rolls and honey right. buns and right. chocolate chip cookies at 2 o'clock in the morning until I can't right. move. Right. And fucking like, yeah. So I don't want a stroke. And, for, you know, and, I, and I'm not, you know. Let me, yeah. let me ask you something. Let me, let me just say this real quick. Uh, All right. So, so, so. Just off, off subject to Schmitty right now. Right. I'm Schmitty. not tripping on him. No. no. Schmitty, let me ask something real quick. Yeah. 
So do you, and I want you to try and be as honest as possible. Do you have a fear of dying? And do you have a fear of suffering, of dying a suffering death? There's two different yeah, things. Yeah, I have, I have thought of that because I've... Uh, I've been in, in like when I my back went out and I uh, and I uh, and I had to have people carry me. Right, you, know, you were shower. dis like you, you <laughs> yeah. were incapacitated and I, you needed yeah, help. I he thought, was crawling. I thought if I'm going to be like this the rest of my life, I'm going to take my own life. Right. Why? <laughs> right. Because <laughs> crawling across the ground. You got fucking shower. medication. Okay. You just so, suffer with medication. So let me ask you this: So yeah, we'll wipe your well, we, well, me and him, right, and right. Estevan and a couple other people I know, right. we're like. Trying to eat healthy because we're knowing motherfuckers are like killing over at their daughter's fucking wedding. You know, having a stroke all alone somewhere. You know what I'm saying? How about Weddle? Dying out. Right. Look how Weddle died. Dude, like, and it's scary to us, but we know that drugs and your eating habits and things like that's a lot of people are dying because of the way they eat. They eat themselves down. Does any of, do you think of any of this right now? Like, are you so far in that you just block that out and you don't want to think about it? You're just no because I'm I'm 62 Uh and a half. Uh I'll be 63 in July. Okay, Uh, and I'm just wondering, I I, how did I make it this far? But the way, man, really, Schmitty, I should have been dead a long time ago. But Schmitty, that's such a like, uh, you're just living like, like okay, well, this is just it. Yeah, I don't have a lot of uh, like choice uh, because I'm not that big a go getter. I got a twin brother. (laughs) I, I feel like I have to take care of him. And think just, about uh, that. No, 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 no. You're already kind of count. It sounds to me, Schmitty, like you're already counting it out. Wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. That just keeps me going. That's a reason for me to stay alive. You know, I got my brother and everything here still. And uh, I actually am just kind of like this is a, a challenge, you know, to see who lives the fast, little longest. You right. know, even with all the crap that happened. Wait, let me just, let me just, let me just try to lay this out for a second. <clears throat> Boy. Where I'm at, right, Steve, you're talking about, mm. you know, do you think about, like, you know, the scary way of dying and prolonging your life and changing your habits to have a better... <clears throat> I'm, at a, I'm, I'm at the level where I'm, like, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to become even more successful. Mm-hmm. I'm not just thinking about, like, like maybe what Schmidt is like, well, I'm just trying to prolong it another year, maybe if I keep it cool... I'm thinking about how do I exponentially increase my success from where I'm at? I, given where I was coming from, I could coast right now. Mm-hmm. I could actually just be like, this is it. Sure. I got my daughter, my wife, the house, this, that, the other thing, set up, law license. And I could be like, that's a success story. Mm-hmm. But my eating habits and my focus and my thinking about my schedule, I'm by no means perfect. A long way from being perfect. Well, I'm trying to maximize, not just, I'm not even thinking about just existence. I'm thinking like, how am I going to make $100,000? How am I going to make $100 million? How am I going to create a legacy? Mm -hmm. A a brand, a legacy, a wealth, generate a wealth, and maybe even a new school of thought. That's, so... Think about that, Schmidt. You're starting from a place of thinking about, am I going to eat healthier or whatever, right? And you're you're already saying I'm not a go getter. No, I'm not. I'm not like that. I mean, it's, 
I, I like having a, a like a crowd around me a little bit, like the guys that I'm hanging around with, even though they're low life. I've always, uh, my friends have always been, you know, people that kind of need me. Right. Uh, no, right. no. But what I'm saying is, is this, think about this. That's a belief system that you've instituted, right? Yeah. Tomorrow, and I'm not even lying to you, mm -hmm. your belief system could be, how do I maximize this year? I'm not worried about, am I going to live forever or not live no, forever, I'm right? I'm trying to figure out how to hold on to the money I got. <laughs> That's one way of looking at money. Mm -hmm. yeah. The other way yeah. is, how, how can do I get I, more of it? How, how can I multiply yeah. it? Right. How can I make it grow? How can I set up <laughs> my habits? My, uh, my, uh, my um, friendship with the. Um, but that also goes. In. But that also. <laughs> Schmidt. I was trying to Schmidt. Out. Schmidt. Yeah. I'm being serious. You're how old? 62. I'm telling you right now, 10 minutes from now, you could have a complete mental attitude change and your life could go exponentially higher just by doing that. Because yeah. your attitude, it seems more like the attitude of, I'll put it into a term that you might, that I better understand is either you're surviving on this planet or you're living like you're thriving. Yeah, right. It's two different things. I'm either surviving, and doing, you know, or yeah. I'm living and thriving. Am I? Am I? Am I trying to hold on to what I already have? <laughs> Hell yeah. Or right. am I trying to build something new? Right. I'm not to that point right he's there. He's not. Right. No, I know right. he's not. We know I mean, we right. saw the crumbs on his shirt. I can tell you, he's We're not. Just putting right. it out. There. No, but I'm putting it. Out. But but what I want to say is, as mean as I can be with Schmitty and joking around and all that stuff, the <laughs> truth is, is that Schmitty has the possibility to do a thousand percent better than he's doing 10 minutes from now if you just change because you're a wily little fucker <laughs> you're a wily smart little fucker but he's lazy well it's interesting. and its belief system is i gotta hold on to what i got versus like you know what 62 technically i could have another 30 40 years it, yep. And given the experience and the addict motivation that you've got inside yeah, you of you, could change. if you, you harness it. that, he was in the gym before the COVID. It's, it's, it's fear. He I, pulled I think it's his fear gym based. membership. Fear based at the bottom. I had him in, in the, the gym. He fucked like like something. to get him in the gym again. I think he's. I think he's. I think he. Too he many excuses. I think he's mimicking some sort of family doctrine. He's got a dogma in his family. His mother, his father, somebody in there was all about. Just sitting staying there stuck. and staying stuck right. and having reasons. And, and he, almost sound, he almost sounded like his mom when he's like, well, I need people around me that need me. Right. So that way I'm, I'm putting my energy to them and I got an excuse why yeah. I don't have to right. own my own life. I'm going to tell you something that's funny. And we, everybody in here kind of <laughs> chuckled, bro. We all chuckled when you were like, I'm around all these low, low lives. lives. Yeah. Okay. I'll tell you why that's funny. Because there was a point in time where I looked around in prison, I go, I'm with all these motherfucking convicts. <laughs> but I just anyone. didn't realize I was one of them. Right. Right? Right. But I had to position a certain way for me to get through it. Right? Mm -hmm. All these convicts. Adam moved all these convicts. Some other motherfucker looking at me like I'm one of them convicts. Right? Right. So it's interesting how we condition and how we position ourselves to see things and so that we can get through stuff but you know i back to what you said i was bringing it up because 
yeah, you're a little older than me, you're a little older than Lep, and I think of things like yeah. Lepke, like... Right. See, uh, here's another thing. I think that Lepke's somewhat realistic in his mind about what he's done to himself. I'm realistic in my mind about what I've done to myself. Right. I'm not trying to, like... This guy very well might live the fucking night. Right, he is. Right? You gotta he, did, he didn't do what I did. Listen. He didn't mm-hmm. do what he did. We got to change a little every day. Right. So. You ain't changing shit. I, I'm trying to get I this like last. I already know I'm in the. I know I'm in my last right. seasons. Yeah. And I'm trying to live them. I'm trying to. I'm trying to make some money and be able to spend this shit. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. I want to jump out of some planes and. Fuck some but 20 year old. You know what's good? Go scuba diving. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Fly hey, but, around. Baby, before I'm you not go trying to the point, make wait. the money and be all like, wait, wait, wait. But, but you know what? A lot of the listeners hit me up, and one of the things that they asked was, and this is like, this is kind of on that same vein, is they asked, they wanted to know, like, your approach to your grandson now. Right. Are you, are, are you on yeah. some level, because of the up and down life that you had and all that other stuff, are you now really trying to enjoy that parental or like it's, experience that? I'm having my grandson in the years that I was away from both my kids. Exactly. Right. Right? So yeah. I never saw my kids at this age, right. except right. in a visiting room for sure. a moment. Right. So I'm getting to relive that. It's a second chance as a father. I get to be... This completely different person, this patient, loving, tolerant yeah. person with my grandson yeah. that maybe I wasn't always with my son uh-huh. or my daughter. Uh-huh. But I think about him and him playing baseball and his grandfather yeah. sitting in the fucking tent. That's me. Yeah. And at first kindergarten in his play and his grandfather. And what kind of relationship? And, and what is what does it feel like when his grandfather shows up? He run to me. That's my grandpa. That's my papa. Right. You know? I want that. I want to foster that. Yeah. And I start thinking about his life and how I don't want to miss out on his life. Right. As I get closer with my daughter, oh. I, and she starts talking about how she wants to have five or six kids, Uh-oh. I'm thinking about, <laughs> dude, I want to live to see my daughter get married. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I want to she see ain't in a girl. hurry. But I'm saying yeah. it's like all these things in my life today, right. I w- couldn't stay present for my own. Right. <laughs> For my own kids, I could, right? I couldn't say present. Other shit was more important than these kids. But today, nothing's more important than that grandchild and like my relationship with my kids. It's the, that's all I want to do. I want to make more money so I can be with Michael and my daughter and my son. So those things change what I'm eating and how I'm doing stuff. Yeah. You know, really, really, really throw a grandkid you, in the mix. Or your son's young, too, you know? It's like, how old's your boy? 11, but I trip out on what he said, man, because I was looking at that before you before you, 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 threw, you threw the question because I was going to say the same thing. But you're at the point now where you got to see Vincent have a child, man, and that's something. Like, And, and, then, we, and then we look over here on the other side. Like, check this shit out. Watch. Yeah. You look, you look over here, right? So you're looking over here, and we're like... Don't you want to have kids, Smitty? And Smitty came with this. You know what he said? Uh. I got kids that are older than you, right? Or you said Is that true? That yeah, huh? You got a son? Yeah, I got a son. He's Check 20, out on about, that. About 26, 27. That's from stealing Brad's girlfriend. How the fuck will we, will we ever... <laughs> oh, the, really? Yeah. Marlene. Your brother's old lady? Yeah, Big shout out to Marlene. Your brother... Wait, was he married to her or just they were just... No, did your brother raise him? Yeah. He took her away. He took her... 
away from another guy, his supervisor. Oh, so he deserved it. Yeah. yeah, he had no yeah. real claim. Yeah, he was showing her off at the house. One so day. maybe yeah. some yeah. of that, if him was, not and seen, I didn't know she was trying to get away from him the, but, the whole time. But that, <laughs> look, hey, but what like what type of motivation is wow, that? Wow, bro, you have a kid out there and you don't know where he's at. You can't see him. That's some Jerry Springer. Right, but he's on Facebook. But the, the kid brass. probably sees him and be like, "Oh, I don't know if I want to acknowledge if that's my father." But you never know. Listen, bad. you. Hey, right. listen, listen. Why wouldn't he? Right. You never yeah, know. If you if never. You're his dad, you're his dad, man. Hey, you never know if that son someday is not going to be listening to these shows, wanting to know what his dad, his dad was, was like. about. Yeah, yeah. So I look at my mom's photos, bro, and I try yeah. to. I look yeah. at those photos. I look for every fucking. Clue. Of course you do. You inspect every little thing of it to try and get a, 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 an inclination of who she really was, right? Yeah. Outside of your mom. Yep. Right. That's of course, exactly brother, right. Of course. You know, I'll tell you something. I do that with. My, I have an older brother that was killed. Right. And I do that by the police. I, right, and I do well, that stuff too, man. Like I really wish I could know how this guy what made him tick. You know. Right. Yeah. I do too, and I look at that, and I think about those things, and then I sit outside, you know, I, I'm not young, but I'm not super old, but I'm not young by any stretch of the imagination, and so, so like, yet last night even, we got new patio furniture, you know, we're getting every, the backyard all Yeah, I'm for, starting to see fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm seeing you, you're exposing a little more on your Instagram stories, like, ooh, I'm getting to see the backyard this time. Yeah. And I know there's lots of work going on. There, there is, right. there is. We're building. Right, and we get to get the unveiling on your on the right. birthday, right? Uh, That's right. I can't wait to go. And and I'm sitting back there, and I got my jar with the fucking pea protein water and the fucking frozen peaches in it. My daughter's there, and she's eating that corn. My wife's there, right? And she's eating corn too. Mm -hmm. And I'm pelote, And I'm sitting back there, and you know, it maybe only it was about like ten minutes, but. In this, it was the afternoon heat. Uh -huh. You know, it wasn't too hot, too cold at all, and it was quiet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I allowed myself to enjoy that moment mm -hmm. and be like, you know what, this for me right now. I don't know if I would have ever been in the headspace or the heart space to be able to appreciate where mm -hmm. I was and what was going on in my life. I. I think that's beautiful, bro. And I speak about exactly what you're talking about with my sponsor, bro. Mm. And really being in the moment when it's happening and being able to digest this. And also, Chumon, for, you know, I could easily say to you, you almost missed that. Mm. Yeah. You could have missed all this. That's what my sponsor tells me all the time. You think you almost missed this. You could have missed all this. Mm. I could have. No, I think it's. A couple of times. Uh, more than once. Yeah. I've had those moments, too, where I've even gotten emotional, where I got to really, really absorb what the, how did I get this life, man? How, why what did I do right that I ended up with right. this wonderful life? And you know what? It, and I'm going to, it's not like it's perfect in the sense that, like, everything's working out. There's a lot of stress at work. Mm -hmm. You know, my wife and I, uh, we love each other, but we drive each other fucking nuts. Wow. Right? That's just the way it is. Sounds like just life. Dude, if I ever talk about how tough my wife can be, mm -hmm. she will tell you that being married to me and having me argue with her, liable to drive her to kill somebody. Because I'll keep pushing it and pushing it and pushing it and, and using every argument trick in the book to run her out till she's exhausted and she doesn't give a fuck. It's not about winning. So I was just wearing it out.
And I'm like that naturally. You've seen me argue with Sean that way. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just how I am. So it's not like it's perfect. I'm not saying that. But there's these moments where, like, I'm like, man, this is a real family. Right. And we're really building something. Mm-hmm. It's not a bunch of shit falling away and I'm not watching shit disappear. I'm watching shit grow. Mm-hmm. It's not growing as fast as anybody would like it to, mm-hmm. but it's not going slow either. Right, right. And I'm not getting into the headspace of freaking out about it and blowing it up. Why is that? Was that some stuff in the past that would happen? Yeah, I think I think it's something that I would. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. In the past, for sure, I would have some success, and then there would be a little bit of adversity, maybe, mm-hmm. and then I would blow up all my gains and start over. I didn't know that. I didn't even know you did shit like that. Yeah. I mean, it didn't look like it might look in other people's fields, but for instance, the, my first go around of screenwriting. Right. Right. MFA won the screenwriting award for the year. Mm-hmm. What had an agent at CAA. Right. Was talking to people uh, at ABC about various series. Sean was kind of there at the well, point. Check this out. Wait a minute. No, wait. Hold on. Finish right, this go, up. Go, hold go, on. Go, please. Go, Let go, finish go. This up. And. Nothing, all this close shit, nothing popping. Oh, right. And I would fucking come home and I would fucking punch my couch. Like I would go nuts. Right. And then all of a sudden, well, this is the truth. Then I, during this phase, I was this close, right? I had worked for all this, very close, nothing Mm -hmm. popping, didn't like any of the notes, fully frustrated, had been sober for X amount of time, where's my mm-hmm. fucking cash and prizes, right, right, watching right. Big Steve with his fucking truck and big titty bitches <laughs> fucking <laughs> driving me nuts. Yeah. Right? I'm yeah. like, fuck, man, I'm on this guy's thing. Yeah, what the fuck, right. man? It's gonna be like what this happened? forever. Right. And then, <clears throat> I went on a fishing trip with my dad up in Washington State. Mm-hmm. Not a fancy one, just like fucking out there. Mm-hmm. And Chad Wright. Chad. Who was my dad's buddy's friend. Mm-hmm. All state American football, right. same age as me, about maybe a little younger. Mm-hmm. Uh, he asked my dad to help him get into Pepperdine, mm. and they asked me, "What are you doing?" And I was explaining the writing, and I got about one sentence in, and they just changed the subject. Yeah, and I saw the six foot athletic guy and my dad having a great time on the boat. And I, at the time, I didn't think this, but wow. somehow at that moment, something snapped in me, and I realized I got to go to law school. Wow. <sighs> That's him. Because you need that conf- You need your dad talking. You need that. I mean, I, I think in some level, I looked at Chad, and I was still like short and not. I wasn't super uh, overweight, but I wasn't no fucking. Right. When I looked at Chad as, I think, the idealized son that my dad wanted, really wanted. Mm-hmm. And so I quit everything and went Damn. to law school. And look behind you. And now I got all that. Right. Now yeah. my dad's dead. Right. right. <laughs> I got my own law practice. Right. And we're working on entertainment shit. I, I. Wow. That's a I, good story. Okay. And you want to know, and, and I've even framed it like this. Right. He's even said it to me. You know, when I met Chumahan, why didn't you Chumahan? And when I was sponsoring right. Chumahan, Chumahan was writing. Right. Was, you know, he was in that field. Right. I branched off and heard a couple things, a couple short conversations. That that wasn't working. This guy decided to go full on law school, right? Fuck yeah! And get this, and got burned out with some things over there. Right. And 
as we meet up later in life, mm-hmm. he's fully open. Now you've got a law firm right, already, right, right? right? Now he's fully open to developing yeah. content media shows with right. a whole new vigor about it, you know? <sighs> and I think it's like right on time for your life. Yeah. I think so. I think there was some things like my first marriage I, that was, I was still working out in my, in, my, I, in, my, in my acceptance of who I am. People, let me just say, I'm glad you're talking about this, Jumon, because people think that just because I blow you up and you've done all this shit, that right. somehow you like sat there and did everything right. perfectly in line. Not right? even close. And it's not, man. It's not, it's not how I met. And I did not meet mm. Jumon that's sitting here right. when I met this kid. right. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the truth. And like when I talk about those moments that I have now where I'm like what, you know, enjoying pieces of my life. And I'm saying it's not even perfect now, but I'm enjoying pieces of it and there's a plan. Like when I'm talking about all of that, uh it's after a whole bunch of shit that I did I won't even say wrong, but a lot of learning I had to do along the way. Mm. I didn't sit out and do it right by any stretch of the imagination and this is really like my second life that's mm-hmm. the way i view it you know and i've got 19 years of sobriety and i'll be straightforward that's the I, second one. I probably i consider my second life starting maybe 10 years 11 years into my sobriety third life third life maybe right. and right. i don't right. go i don't go to meetings every day anymore no no and be honest i'll just be straightforward i don't have a sponsor Right, right. And I haven't had a sponsor now, really, for, right. I don't know, maybe three, four years. And you're, you've been about three, four months without a sponsor. You had one for a hot second. I had one. Put oh, a, yeah. I, I gave they him that. Want, they didn't want to do the they work. They didn't want to do the work. <laughs> yeah, they don't I, I told them straight up. I yeah, go, like, like, like this ready. ain't. This, Where's you, know, you ain't ready? Where's you now? <laughs> I told them. I go, ready. listen. I go, I because I'm a strict. This yeah, is a yeah, su- yeah, program yeah. of suggestion only. Yeah, suggestion. And you're going to probably give him something so simple, he complicated it. He, well, that guy could complicate yeah, fucking exactly. water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I already know. It complicated. But I told him straight up. I go like, yeah. listen, do you think you are or aren't? Right. You might not be. You might not be. No. I mean, <laughs> look at where you're at. Right. But that might be a fluke. Exactly. And unless you actually are willing to come here and say that you are, I can't tell you you can't are. Can't help you. Yeah. You want to go experiment? Hats off to you. That's what they Hats say. off to you. The book. I told him straight up. The book says this it. ain't the army. Right, the you ain't in prison. You never read the book. Hats off to you. Those Hats who drink like others. Yeah. Hats off to you. Program. Right. <laughs> you know, for me, like, in, in getting sober right. and staying sober. Staying. <clears throat> it's a difference between getting and staying. Big fucking difference, man. Uh, I had to right. come to grips that if... I agree with you. All I if I if all I ever did yeah. was not drink a day at a time for the rest of my life, right? And everything else was just normal, right. medium, right? I was never a superstar. Then that's still right. Worth it. That's worth it. I had to come to that place, right? And just say I have to admit to myself that right. like if I <clears throat> because there's nothing a drug or a drink is gonna make better. Nothing. Nothing. No. Not for this guy. No. I'm the kind of guy that even if I'm not fucked up, right. but I'm still like in my life drinking, I'll fuck shit up. Fuck shit. I don't have a chance no. in terms of actual learning right. and being consistent. The first thing that I ever did consistently in my life mm. was the program. 
Bro, wow. That's you hear that? that's the first yeah. thing I ever did. You're not listening, huh? Oh, I'm trying to learn how to shut this. I'm off. gonna learn you. <laughs> that was the first thing. And you I were consistently drinking before you fucking did that. Listen, I I and I would I would try to stay stopped for like I I got in trouble in college even. It, we're hearing music. Yeah, Sean's feeling like we're hitting. Yeah, so Sean ain't the, part of this program. So no, he's Sean, like he's talking about right. a bunch of sober. Turn motherfuckers. it down real fast. I don't Let's hear him. A few more shit. things yeah. on, on, on on the individual who we were talking about in the beginning. Yeah, that that and it, there was a time when he when he knew because you know there's an old saying around here, Chumahan. You've yeah. been in the game a long time. You know the saying, and the saying is. A head full of program and a belly full of dope does not mix, bro. Right. So it's like people that are presented. I heard Danny Trejo say it one time. You know, you gotta. You know, if you have one foot in yesterday and one foot in tomorrow, you're pissing on today. That's what he says, man. And so there's little, there's little cliches around here that we say that you know you having 19 and and you know it doesn't matter. You're doing certain things in your life that are keeping you adjusted and having you stay on the same path like a newcomer. Right. Basically, it doesn't matter. You're gonna like we, you know, you do it. We all we don't have to toot our horn, but it, the opportunity was there for you know for Cody, man. It was there. The opportunity was there. I talked to him, and and uh, and 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 you know, some of us are ready, and some of us have old saying. You know, uh, the students, re- the teacher will appear when the students ready. Yeah, yeah, absolutely true. Right. And you know what, man? There is no. At least not for me. I must speak on mine right, right now. Like there is no. There is no. Like, if you're out there listening right now and you cannot stay sober or you're out there listening and you've been the guy raising his hand or you lost some time or you came back and you giving it back, like, you just cannot seem to get this shit, you can text me. Yeah. Yeah. It's been my experience, man. Right. You know, we could talk about all this shit and right. you guys could talk about what bottoms look like for you and what you think right. my bottom for but nobody really knows what's going on inside of me. Right. Like I don't really know what's going inside of you. Right. And this thing is like it's it's not dude, if it was easy, everybody'd be fucking sober and That's everybody true. And shit, dude. That's true. And it's not, man. And for some of us, man, we're all everybody's at a different place, man. Right. It ain't easy. You know, everybody, every human being is at a different place with this thing, dude. Right. And you pe- don't know. You don't know when somebody's going to decide to get sober it gets or easier. not. You ain't going to get somebody to stop using drugs, right. and you're not going to stop somebody from getting sober. Exactly. Think right. about that. Right. 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 Now, wherever right. that hits, where it makes it the right. time to do whatever you're going to do, right. yeah, we couldn't possibly all but be on the same clock on that. Do you feel, Chumahan, that it does get easier after a certain amount of time? Like at that ten year mark, you decided you needed to do more better stuff to enlighten you. Is it easier today? Of course. <clears throat> There's no desire. It doesn't go through your head to sh- take a shot of the liquor like you did the C4, right? All right, I'm going to tell you this. All right. When it comes to the substance itself, right. <laughs> and I'm only going to speak on like alcohol, I don't even fucking think about it. Exactly. Right. It doesn't even appear to me. Right. I don't even I don't even think like I, a football game comes on, and right. I don't even think about beer. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I really don't care. Don't care. I don't right. care. And I'll tell you something else. You've lost all opinions about it either way. Yeah. I don't even trip on people drinking. Right. Right? Like, right. I don't say, like, I'm right. in my... Do you keep like, a little got, booze in your house? Oh, yeah. Right. Are you kidding me? Okay. It's a Latin house. Right. Yeah. There's a whole cabinet saying. full of oh, fucking right. rum. Right, 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 right. Of what? Rum. 
And the Latins, yeah. when they come from Guatemala, and they're like, oh, they, love that they want yeah. me to drink with them? I go, I don't drink. And yeah. it blows their mind. Yeah. Right. They, they pour you a little shot of apple juice. I'm like, eh, I don't know, fuck with that. <laughs> and they go, why? And I always tell them at that time, like, I'm American Indian, and that's a white man's Guatemala fucking shit. Yeah, they're and, they, and, they, and they're and they like, oh, that's heavy. Oh, man. yeah. But I will say this, man. Right. I do think how I grew up and where I grew up, that one of the gifts of sobriety is is that it has made me feel like a good or a or a um, a, a true Indian because I realize now like I'm not partaking in that shit. No. Mm. And in if you want to be liberated in this country, liberated, I like that. Like you want to really be free in this country. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you have to give up a bunch of shit, but like think about if how free you would be. How free your people would be. Think about the people in your neighborhood, Big Lep. Right. Right? I'm not going to go too deep on it, but I'm mm-hmm. just going to ask you this. Imagine mm-hmm. if they could totally let go of their attachments to material goods. Yeah. Like, it really didn't move them one way or the other. You right. fuck. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm about my bond with my family. Yeah. I'm about my friendships. Art. Right. Right? Sure. Imagine how different life would be if you could extricate yourself from that. Wow. And so I don't think in this country you can be free unless you can at least get one foot off of the material aspect. Exactly. Right? I agree. You you can really get out. Like, I I don't know what Malcolm X was about. You know what I mean? But I feel like if 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 you can let go of that need to try to achieve your dreams through purchases. Oh, wow. Then you would be so free to make some deep ass decisions. And I think guys like even Elon Musk, guys like that, that are captains of industry, I think they've reached some point where they've gone beyond like, I'm not reaching a dream through a purchase. I got a bigger plan and I'm just making it happen and I'm doing a lot of shit that doesn't look normal to other people. Right. Because I'm not on that schedule. I'm not on that time frame. I don't give a fuck. All right. And that makes it possible. I had a meeting with an entertainment attorney two days ago to be my attorney on certain things. Uh-huh. Right. And he was like, uh, how do you have time to do all the stuff that you do? Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell him. I couldn't explain to him how being vegan, sober, um, having the show, having a connection with my friends and all this stuff how that somehow all of that allows me to go to bed at nine wake up at four it's actually you can hand you can actually do a lot more than you right, think than you think yep i couldn't explain that all to him he's like how do you, from his perspective it looks like i'm got three lives going mm-hmm. how to approach reading in such a way that you really are knocking out a couple of books a week mm-hmm. right how's that all possible from it's I, I don't think that I'm any different than I genuinely don't think I'm any different than anybody else. I've just removed certain things out of my life. And that's freed up a lot of space yeah. to do other things. Yeah. Yeah. You've also gotten rid of you've also gotten rid of the a lot of the story and just got writing down to the actions. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of fucking stories to everybody's shit. Right. There's a whole lot of drama and a whole lot of shit that I have to sift through. Just to get to like, can we just get this done? Right. You know? And you, I see you operate through life with, let's just remove all that. I don't even have time. Right. What needs to be done? Right. What can we do? You know, and I see you like that. And I, 
Yeah, man. This is a good show, man. We get, we, we, interesting. It's interesting dialogue to talk about. I have my employees, and sometimes I, I have to tell them, like, I don't care about that. They'll be like, they'll want to tell me the whole story about why they think it's a certain way, and I'll go, and they'll be like one sentence into it, and I'll be like, I don't care about that. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what, what you What are we going to do? Right? Or you'll be like, okay, and? <laughs> right, like, let's go. All right, that's fine. <laughs> And so now what are we gonna do? <laughs> you got you know they tucked your shirt in for forty five minutes. <laughs> right. Okay, but now what? That right. Twenty nine years ago. Right. What are we doing now? But yeah, man. Hey, listen. Hey, you know what, uh, uh, Schmidt? I I appreciate I appreciate you being honest with us. And you know that we can have a moment where it's not all clowning because there are things I want to ask you. You know. So I appreciate you being honest today. Yeah. Right with your feelings and stuff. It's like good that. hanging around with you guys too. You're doing something. Smitty's the number one fan of this show. Yeah, I he listen is. To it every, he every listens time. to all the shows. People, people love Schmidt. Yeah, everybody loves Schmidt. They do. They always ask him about me. They're like, "Hey, what's going on?" You with You got to keep your hair like that. Lap <laughs> is looking like good. That. It looks great. Yeah, it looks good. Like Instead of wanting to talk Thank to you. him, they want to. Where's talk. Schmitty? <laughs> yeah, they ask a lot about him and his brother. Hey, all, all, my only, my only <laughs> word of caution with you is: don't bring your woman around Schmitty. Oh no, that guy, that guy, don't flash her around. You don't want him to pull Operation Marlene. Are you kidding me? That's what time it is? Yeah. yeah. Bro. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> we well, I honestly only smoked like two cigarettes today. You I only good. got Put up and like twice. fucking pack away, bro. You could do it, Lucky. I've seen you do it before. You got any, uh, <laughs> what kind of shout outs you got? Shout out. Uh, Mike Choi and always Brad. Yeah. yeah right. I mean, Bizarro. Bizarro. <laughs> shout outs to Bizarro. Big Lep Dog shout with the fucking million dollar suntan. I'll tell you what. Yeah, bro. bro. What's up with that? I'll tell you what, man. You look rich. House, you look right? rich. The only people That's I That's a leisure tan. Yeah. <laughs> the only shout outs I have if you're out there, you're addicted, you're struggling, and you're in the community, you're not doing good. DM, man. But there's another way. There's, there's a will, there's a there's way. A will, there's a way. Shout out. out to everybody struggling. That's it. That's from the neighborhood, man. And uh, rest in peace, monster, man. You know, like your legacy lives on, man. And we got respect for uh, for those of the people that came through the system, man. If you're if you're listening to this in the system. You know, there's another way we out here. We're changing lives, and we're we're helping people. And if you know, my motto is: if I can save one life at a time, I've done my job today, man. To the listener, thank you for tuning into the Hard Luck Show. Thank you for your support. And uh, we got Sean next. Yes, Sean, how you doing? Yo, yeah, Sean. Right, huh? right on. Nice segment. Some are sicker than others, man. <laughs> um, some are sicker than others. Yo, uh, if you need um, some audio work done, an audio CV. If, if you ever want to do a an audio resume, right. if yeah. you want to do a, a commercial, a podcast, if you want to try out a podcast, hit me up. Uh, website coming soon, but hit me up at info at movemental.media. I had pumpkin flavored Oreos. <laughs> How did he do it? I oh, he got him. <laughs> All right. A uh, Ovanda Bone LLP. We wear braids to court. Let the tomahawks fly. Big shout out to the West Side, Southern California, the United States. I'm an American Indian, but I love America too. I ain't gonna, fu- I ain't gonna fake the funk. Fake, don't fake. And don't uh, as we say at this right. time, oh, Hasta la vista. Adios. Baby.
What'd you forget? Adi, I was going to say, why don't we throw out a big shout out to Esteban Oriole, Soul uh, Assassins, Cartoon, Cypress Hill, yeah, everybody. Burner, hey. Cookies, we gotta throw them. Grand Supermax Sun, Hardware, Michael, Supermax, Supermax Hardware, Silk Cloud, and Summer. a shout out to Summer. the city of Santa Monica. Like, city of oh, Santa Monica, right. baby, like we turn we right, the barber shop. What about that barber shop? Yeah, big cranks, everybody cranks. from SM. Get a shout out, bro. Hey, uh, like we do this time. Adios, amigos. Adios. 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 Adios